Hey, this is Burger, Scourge of the Central Valley. Calling in regards to the Buttman Villager. Fucking how dare you call the world's finest podcraft and besmirch the names of fucking Trapjaw Tribal and Curly H. The fuck are you thinking, man? Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. Today, Harrison, not missing in action. Harrison's just not on the show uh, this weekend. He's uh, out of town. In fact, he's out of town with his father. Very strange circumstance here. I was like, you know, I hadn't heard from him. It's not like we text each other that much. But I hadn't heard from him all week. And so, like, on Thursday, I check in. I was like, hey, dude, can you record Saturday? He's like, no, I'm out of town this weekend. I'm going to meet my father. I was like, well, where are you going? He's like, Mexico. I was like, Mexico? For what? Just a family vacation? He's like, no, it's a thing that my dad does every year. It's, it's just this retreat. And I was like, well, what kind of retreat? He's like, well, it's an orgasmic enlightenment retreat. And apparently his, his father's really into sexual wellness. And he thinks that that's a good thing for Harrison get, to get into. And so, uh, yeah, he's going to Mexico to an orgasm enlightenment retreat. And so I, I was like, I checked it out. because He sent me a link to it. And it says, step into a sexual sanctuary. You'll enjoy the sexual education we all ought to have received. Catered meals, yoga, meditation, and scheduled sex dates with yourself or your partner. And just what happens when you devote three hours a day to sexual enlightenment, you'll find out. So I don't know what's going on with this. I'm probably, it's probably one of those things that's better left unsaid. Um, so, so that's, so he's not on the show this week, just to let you know, in case you're wondering. And, uh, we have a, we have a, uh, guest co-host today, a good friend of mine, radio professional for many years, uh, Lee Gadsby Bassanarva. Bassanarva? Uh, God knows. My mum says Bassanarva. My dad said Bassanarva. So most people call me something else. Bassanarva. So. <laughs> so, uh, Lee, uh, thanks for being on the show. Pleasure. Um, Lee is the uh, host of a very popular football podcast called uh, Gadsby's England. Do they know it as football here or? Well, they, you know, we have a lot of UK fans. Yeah. So yeah. Football. I mean, you know. we would call it, they call it American football here. Or you guys call it American football here. We just call it football because soccer is a sport pretty much for women, you know, in general. So <laughs> sport for women. Well, we call them women over there too. You know, it's fair um, But yeah, thanks for being on the show. Uh, Gadsby's England, you know, I was checking out your Facebook page. Very popular podcast. Uh, you guys, are you guys typically seasonal? Um, like, is it a thing or do you do it all, all year round? Well, b- before I just want to, as a gesture of thank you to having me on the show, I just wanted to, before we get started with anything, um, I wanted to try and come up with the right words to express my gratitude. So I'd like to quote the great German poet who can say it felt far better than me. His is name it, is was, this from Mein Kampf? <laughs> the second part is the great German poet Nicholas Lanau and, and to quote from him Ich mochte wann ich sterbe wie die Lichten gestehne schnell und unbewusst erbleichen erliegen mocht ich eins des Todes streichen 
Wie sagen uns vom Pindaros berichten? Ich will ja nicht im Leben oder dichten, den großen Unerreichlichen erreichen. Ich möchte, o oh Freund, ihm nur im Tode gleichen. Doch höre nun die schönste der Gesichten. Er saß im Schauspiel vom Gesang beweget und hatte der ermüdet war die Wangen auf seines Lieblingsschönes Knie gelegt, aus nun der Chöre Melodien verklangen, will wecken ihn, der ihn so sank geheget, doch zu den Götten war er heimgegangen und I think that just about says everything. <laughs> I can imagine. Could, you, could you summarize that for me in English? I have no idea what it means. Okay. <laughs> I got to say, your uh, gesticulation, very reminiscent of the Fuhrer himself, which <laughs> well, I meant it's a, it's a language. You know, it's that language. You have to like have your hand up and you got to like move it. Well, I, if I was wearing loud shoes, you would have heard me stomping up and down Stop. there. <laughs> Just goose-stepping back and forth. Yeah, but just, it does just inspire, doesn't I, it? I imagine it has something to do with, like, the final solution to the Jewish question, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. Nicholas Hanauer might have been more tolerant than I'm, that, I'm, I think. Well, maybe. He I'm may even sure. been one of the chosen people. There were, you know, some... Well, there, uh, were, there were some German Jews. And they were some very good poets as yeah. well. But, um, um, you know, it just uh, so, gets so me every go. time that. Well, very inspiring, and I appreciate it. it anyway, and yeah. I got to say, I admire the, uh, the German pronunciation. Uh, you Did you take mother. German when you were in a... My mother is a, is a German teacher, and so oh, I, was, I was forced geez. to um to Are you do fluent? Um, if you ask my mother, she would say absolutely not. Uh, if you ask members of the party, they might, you know... They so, might say, okay, let's say you're in Berlin. Yeah. Would you be able to converse enough to uh, shag a bird? I would be able to converse enough, but I probably wouldn't be able to shag a bird because it would, because I'd use the normal pickup lines that I use in England and the United States. So unfortunately, you think cross-cultural, you might get a better deal, but no, you nah, usually work. get blown and, out know, there too. I noticed in Germany, like when I was in Berlin, they weren't even impressed by the American accent. Well, like they're true. just like, oh, I don't care. That's true anywhere, really, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> you, don't get me wrong. You go to like, you go to an Asian country, they're going to... Really? Yeah, like Japan, they'll hear an American accent be like wow that's interesting yeah sexy they're polite to everybody though aren't they it's like <laughs> you know there's no word for no in japanese no but i'm not surprised <laughs> that you know that because they, they they can't they to avoid conflict they uh they, they just will not say something in the negative which is very frustrating so, wait, i don't understand so then how do you like if someone asks you well, precisely do you want some soup or something what i remember do you say? i remember asking in a hotel if i could get some food late at night um, and they, instead of saying no, they said, very sorry, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, this is, is not, uh, something which is, uh, so I'm like, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? Can I get some food at night? Well, we don't have the availability to do this. Look, just tell me, can I get some food at the hotel at this time? And it's always, sorry, sorry, sorry. They just won't say no. No, they won't say no. They won't say no. What about no. the hookers? No, they never absolutely. I'm sure a couple it, well, hookers when you're looked shagging at you him, and when you're like, no him, way. When you're shagging him, it's the first time they do say no. Strange enough, that's my experience anyway. They're like, no, enough. Anyway, um, Lee, you're about to uh, head to Moscow to cover well, the World Cup. Well, uh, all over Russia, actually. Um, um, 
some for espionage activities, uh, as you do. Uh, and, a little, uh, little subterfuge, that's how it goes. I don't think any Westerner can go to Russia at the moment without being suspected of some kind of espionage. It's, get, it's got to that point, hasn't it? That, yeah, well, I imagine now it's like we're, bro- we're broaching on the Cold War type yeah, I mean, of it is. It's great. And I, personally, I actually, I love that. I love it too. You I, some of the I, best I, movies oh, came mate, out of the 80s it, during the Cold War. It's great. You know, yeah. like, I can't think of anything better than going to a modern dictatorship well, you know, part of it part of the thing and i imagine you being a, an indian man or of uh, pakistani descent what of it I imagine, what well, what, no i'm saying it's like in the 90s that's right Come the, on. the enemy Partition. became terrorists you know and it's like all of a sudden you have all these movies of the terrorists i want the cold war back i want the russian enemy Safest time want, ever. Again. We now know at the time when we were living under the the, the terrible specter of nuclear annihilation that that was actually Compared to now, it's probably quite comforting, you know. Uh, well, exactly. Compared it was. To it, now. was it was. It uh, was detente, wasn't it? There was no. Nobody would. Uh, it was a madman theory. Nobody'd be stupid enough enough to do it. Now I, I just don't know anymore. <laughs> Personally, I am going to try and find the nuclear codes while I'm there. But Wait, um, uh, why, don't, my, why don't you find the piss tape? That's what I want. Ugh, already have it, mate. Already <laughs> have it. <laughs> you probably already made it. Just not that piss so, tape. So the World Cup, though. So this is like the biggest time for your podcast, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. every four years. Yeah. So what do you do like in the twi- in the between times, like for the past three years? Hibernate, really. Um, really? Go up to Alaska and uh, find the bears and, and be <laughs> at one with them. Um, no, uh, it, it, it is. It's a tricky thing, really, being the only England radio show in the world trademark registered trademark are, are you guys the only English we are the only covers, we are the uh, only uh broadcast which covers exclusively the england national team so um as far as we know <laughs> that sounds quite that sounds quite that, exclusive. It, it does sound quite but impressive the, the flip side of that is who on earth would do a broadcast covering only the English national football team. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean... It's been a while since they won the World Cup. Uh, it's been a while since they <laughs> got anywhere near the semi-final of the World Cup. Yeah, so uh, it is the the busiest time. We do get suddenly this rush. We cover um, the qualification game. So I don't know if you're the British audience now, just turn off now for the next 30 seconds. But <laughs> England have to qualify. Teams have to qualify for the World Cup. So there's a whole qualification campaign. You can consider it like the group games in the NFL and then the playoffs would be the World Cup tournament itself. Oh, so the playoffs is the tournament. Then yeah. The Super Bowl. So, so, yeah you so it's in, leading up to it. Basically, yeah. The top two in each group um, go through to the World Cup, basically. Um, and... Usually, though, at that level, it's a very easy group. Like, we had Lithuania, we had, um, Christ, we have Slovenia, Slovakia. Um, so they're kind of that's minnow the, teams. That's round one. That's, that's it. And whoever comes top of that group, you get three points for a victory, a point for a draw. Whoever comes top of that group qualifies. The top two, right? Top team qualifies automatically for the World, World Cup. Second team goes into a playoff with the second team in another group. So, you know, the best thing that about that, though, and the fans will tell you this to an extent of them saying they prefer it to the actual World Cup is we get to go to some of the most ridiculous places. Belarus, um, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, um, Slovakia, Slovenia. You should see some of the women, some of these places. I was about to say, Eastern European birds. Uh, You know, South America. Yeah. Well, I did Brazil. Brazil. I did Brazil, uh, which is traumatizing to say the least. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> didn't get past the first round for for many years but 
but yeah, no, the 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 um, Eastern European experience is. Just, I mean, this has been worth it doing this simply to go to these places. Well, have you been to Russia before? Yes, oh, yes, so you have. But this isn't just in Moscow. You said it was all over. The, Russia, the right? World Cup is not like the Olympics. The World Cup is a country-based event, and it takes place in sixteen, usually sixteen different venues. Um, of which the host country will choose. So, uh, for example, Moscow, where the final will eventually be held, um, St. Petersburg, um, uh, Sochi. Is it Stalingrad? Or is Stalingrad, Stalingrad is Volkograd though. now. Volkograd, yeah. 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 Though I do miss you know, those I, I days wonder of if mass it's gonna murder be, and slaughter. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be similar to... Remember the, when the Winter Olympics were in Socha? Or Socha? Yeah, so- Sochi. So- Sochi. Sochi, yeah. Sochi Olympics. And it's like the, uh, like the hotel... Um, where the hotels were dilapidated. There's like dogs, like rabid dogs yeah. on the streets. I wonder if it's going to be something like that. Well, it that. will be for the teams playing Russia, that's for sure. The <laughs> food poisoning, <laughs> sudden, you know, uh, 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 psychological breakdowns from like probably hallucinogenic hallucin- yeah, drugs. Chernobyl. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, do, they, do they have a game in Chernobyl? Uh, uh, you know what? We were when in Ukraine. We did Kiev because the European Championships were in Ukraine in 2012. Um and apart from inhaling a few um, dodgy substances from that from the north, from Chernobyl, well, it was fine. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what their problem is. The most like. interesting venue, by the way, in the World Cup this summer is Kaliningrad. Now, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but Kaliningrad is not in Russia. Kaliningrad is this area, sort of like your British listeners will know this, Gibraltar. So it's actually in the south of spain so you have uh the western side of russia and then you have the baltic states you have now lithuania latvia and estonia and then to the west of lithuania is kaliningrad so it's this kind of russian enclave it's uh but is it owned by russia it is it's russian um but yet it's not in russia and so Hmm. it is one of the venues and um the more um should we say belligerent fans have been saying not only should we go to the game in Kaliningrad, but we should invade it with a amphibious landing of uh, the Royal Navy from the <laughs> from the left and air support uh, from above. You guys, you guys be... did great when you did that in Normandy. Well, you know, it was practice. Yeah, well, it was practice for the Russian World Cup. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get your back for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Three years too late, but so you know, explain this to me, and it's kind of probably because I don't know shit about about football especially about English football. But how do they choose who gets to play on the national team? Because isn't there like just a massive rivalry between like Arsenal, Man, Man United and Chelsea and all those? How do they choose? And do the players like, or do they have like that professional camaraderie? Do um, they all get along? Or you do know they what? hate each other? God, where to be like in with the fans. this? I mean, the, the, it's, it's probably the most talked about thing other than sort of the politics of the country. The, the, they say the two most... Um, um, most spotlighted people in the UK the Prime Minister and the England football manager number two so his selection of players is dissected and uh, uh, you know put under a microscope like you can't imagine they choose supposedly the best players that they can so based on stats for the for the year or is it I mean football is a is is a not imprecise sport you can't really um, you know, do that boring American statistic stuff. Uh, yeah, but you can, yeah, you get somebody who like scores a load of goals, but yeah. but then you might get a player who has so many good assists, but statistically, you know, 
it doesn't show in the same way, but you have a feeling for, you know, so it's, it's com- complicated. They generally are the kind of the mainstay players. And that in the past was people like David Beckham, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, who I'm sure many, many of you were heard of. The problem has been is that throwing the best players into a team doesn't necessarily make a great team. So there was this talk all the time of putting square pegs into round holes. And mm. it ju- we had individually probably the best players in the world in 2006. But do they play as like Put a them in unified in, group? That was a World like Cup a in Germany and they were they were just a- appalling. It just didn't work. How far did they get in Germany? Got to the quarterfinals. And as always with England, get beaten on penalty kicks. Do you, ah. Are you aware of the... <laughs> is, that, is that what always happens? Yeah, we've lost five of six penalty kick competition. You know, if you get to the end of extra time, there's still no winner. It's the lottery and the the the, the torture. For so the fans. is it penalty kicks against England? Like they're kicking. Oh, against, each each, each, each uh, team? team has five penalty kicks against the opposing goalkeeper. Well, isn't it because you guys are really good actors and you can like get penalties? Is that what it is? Like feigning the injuries. <laughs> England and used to uphold the sportsmanship <laughs> of the game where none of them dived or rolled around, like but they've learned too much from Ronaldo and all these hold their foreigners. Knees. Yeah, you know. They, how do they get the fake tears? That's what I never understood. Um, tear gas. Oh, okay. That's how it is. I was wondering about that. Sprayed from Gatsby's England box. <laughs> so when uh, when you go to like uh, Moscow, when you go to Russia and you're sent to cover, are you like traveling with the team? Yeah. What I'll do is um, the team is actually being based in St. Petersburg as far away from probably the, the, the troubling spots as possible. Though St. Petersburg, funnily enough, uh, I'm not sure if you know, is where um, Vladimir Putin's gang started. It was where he kind of... The KGBs? Yeah, like, he learned his trade there. So it, it, his kind of group from St. Petersburg, they're almost like the kids so on a block. He learned his recipe for nerve gas. He just like, he started... <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow, nice. Well, yeah, Saint, it was the St. Petersburg kind of Putin mafia started there. So um, I wonder how England will be agreed... Unless, in case you haven't heard, things between Great Britain and Russia yeah, are not, are not too, brilliant not at the moment. Brilliant. So yeah, not the, it'll be interesting to see how we're how we're yeah, Relations that. are a little bit yeah. frosty. I, guess, I mean, it's going to be tough being the press there because they're going to be scrutinizing every single thing, and they're probably going to be monitoring stuff here, that, and here and there. So, what I'm thinking of doing is going in on the pretense of putting Russia in a really good light, but knowing deep down that I will be infiltrating for the West, trying to find the piss tape. Yeah, spy. Basically, um, so we, so you end up like hanging out, like uh, you know, almost like a, as like bros with the football team, like you have, with the UK football players. Like you know all those guys. Um, I know, I know a lot of them. Probably, um, probably the ones who can put a sentence together more than the ones who can't really speak. You know, very so, good English. They're a bit. They're a, some of them are a bit basic. So that's terrible. You know what? We delete that. <laughs> so when you're no, actually... I have. I have. In fact, in fact, the people I've got to know the best who are brilliant are the ex players. Um, the guys the media who, do, who do the punditry now and they are brilliant I mean I've sat up till all hours of the morning with ex-England players like hearing who? Danny Mills Chris Waddle um, 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 uh, Phil Neville um, Stephen Gerrard on one occasion which is interesting and but so actually just, like hanging out with them or are you interviewing them or are you just kind of like oh if I was interviewing them I'd never get the stories I do have them on the show quite a lot but um, sitting up late in hotel rooms on the about eighth beer just listening to Chris Waddle talk like, about 
Paul Gascoigne in the. Not, I don't know if all of this is being, being lost on your on your. People, no, no, I think I, the I stories think our, I could tell you. you I know, think I just, our UK audience can appreciate. Yeah, this I mean, one. well, the stories I could tell them, you know. So tell me when uh, when you guys aren't playing games when the when the UK in between games is there a lot of partying because there must be fit birds throughout this whole like in St Petersburg. What Moscow. you mean when you mean when we get there before the game and yeah, after the game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We like know a, anything about it, mate? <laughs> but do you go out to clubs with the guys and like hang out? What with the players? Yeah, our players aren't allowed out of the hotel. What? No, the How players. Come? You get. Let's say the game's on a Wednesday. the The team arrives on the Monday night, or maybe even the Tuesday morning. They do a press conference the day before, and then they stay in the hotel rooms. The next day, they go to the ground, play the game, and they fly off immediately. So they back don't to even the spend any time. No, they're not. They're not allowed to. Like I mean, at the World Cup, there are always two schools of thought. There were some managers who didn't let them even look out the window. They were just shut in. In South Africa, we had an Italian manager named Fabio Capello and he didn't even let them leave the hotel, didn't let them walk around. They were, you know, some of the players were saying that they were dying of, of monotony there. Then we've had better managers who have encouraged them to go mix with the locals. They go out for a beer as long as it's a day between. So if you have a, a day, day... between the game. Well, if you have a day... And then another day and then the game. You can have it on that first day. You have to have at least a day between the games for them to have a beer. So if there's a game on a Monday, you can have a beer on a Wednesday. But I mean, are they going out and just like having... I mean, these guys must party though. I mean, do they go out and just tie one on, get wasted? They will do. like four Russian hookers? I mean, let's see what happens. I mean, (laughs) I try. I try to corrupt them as much as possible. But then on the back of my head, I'm thinking, do I really want to do this? Because I want England to win. Yeah. Then again, can't get much worse. So they're getting pissed before they play. You know, (laughs) it worked for a manager called Brian Clough. Used to get his teams hammered. And then they they won the European Cup. I can see that happening. Mm. So I'm wondering, which, which football player gets the most birds here? Gary Lineker or Vinnie Jones? Oh, Who do you think got more birds? Well, Gary Lineker probably um, over Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones, he did uh, what, what was he in Snatch? But Gary Lineker is the thinking man's totty, as they say. <laughs> thinking woman's totty and a thinking man's totty. Why those two? I don't know. I've got a couple more. Well, Gary Lineker is a is a very smart fella. Vinny is um, Vinny's a character. Uh, he's more um, straightforward, shall we say? Whereas Lineker is sort of a um, a reader and a scholar in many ways, you know, but um, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm annoyed at Gary, actually. I've had some problems with him lately because he, ho- he went and hosted the Russian draw for the World Cup in Moscow. And I think that in all seriousness, uh, this is a toxic World Cup. It should never have happened. It was yeah, a, a lot of people are saying that. Oh, it, it's Very a disgrace. Controversial. It's a disgrace. I mean, we thought for many years and um, the calls calling me a hypocrite are quite justified um, that we would boycott it but made the decision kind of not to in the end because we're trying to focus on the football and well that's why I heard it's unfair to the players yeah, yeah well considering the politics involved the players, but yeah. <laughs> alright who got, who got more ass here Beckham or Ronaldo oh, I think Beckham probably would have the opportunity to, but he was married, though, for a long time, right? Yeah, and Ronaldo, I I have been present with Ronaldo in Los Angeles a couple of times where, let's say, some interesting occurrences had happened. But um, they... Would you tag team a bird or something? 
Oh man, you, it's like you knew me. You've only known me for a year, but you just know me. Um, yeah, I mean, they both got, probably got up to mischief, um, supposedly. Um, but you think Beckham probably pulled Beckham would probably have more, just because of the brand that he is, um, and because but Ronaldo is the highest. I know pay, it's pay, a very though, right? uh, yeah. There was just kind of a there was just kind of a sort of mythic mythicism mysticism about Beckham wasn't there that he was so much more and he was nowhere near as good a player as Ronaldo I mean Ronaldo is a different you think Ronaldo is better has surpassed Beckham oh there's no question about it he didn't surpass Beckham he was always better than Beckham this Hmm. is a common misconception that Americans have Beckham was never a great player he was a really good player who worked very very hard on the ability he had but he didn't have the ability of Messi or Ronaldo they are just born with you know, God-given... Michael Jordan or something. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah basically. I mean, they're uh, up there with the Pele's and the Maradona's. Beckham was an extremely hard-working, passionate, gifted, very gifted player, but he was not born with the same kind of talent that, that they mm-hmm. had. Um, so, you know, but on the in terms of the sort of image, I mean... You know what do women want? I mean, do yeah, they want yeah, the great? Do, I mean, I, you He's know, our money ad. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. So, All right, what about these two guys, Luke Chadwick or Ian Dowie? <laughs> <laughs> I had to research this one. <laughs> Can I go to the toilet, please? I need to like let something out. You fucker. Give me a moment. I'm thinking Ian Dowie probably pulls some more. Ian Dowie's a. Ian Dowie is a tough fucker. I, I mean, he looks like it, doesn't he? I mean, just Luke, that face. He just looks like Luke, a drunken lout. I don't know lout. if I can even picture Luke Chadwick. Probably Luke Chadwick, because of his name, sounds more sort of reasonably, um, you know, alluring, doesn't it? Than, than Luke Chadwick? Chadwick. They're both pretty. Luke they're Chadwick. both rather ugly. If you if you're in a if you're a bird and you're in a bar and somebody came up to you and said, and you said, "What's your name?" Ian Dowie, or somebody came up to you and said, "Luke Chadwick." Yeah, they probably, I could see that. They'd probably be like, oh, it sounds like so someone will find. Depends you know? on the, the female, doesn't it? But um, um, do you want an answer? Yeah, yeah. Who do you think? Luke Chadwick or Ian Luke Dowie? Chadwick. Yeah. Luke Chadwick. <laughs> Luke, Ian Dowie will never forgive me. Although I've never met him and he, he wouldn't. He looks shit. like the type of guy that beat the shit out yeah, of Yeah, he's a, a he was. Um, looks like a brawler. Him and um, there was a guy called um, um, Welsh player. What was his name? Um, God, he's on BBC now. Um, they were they were hard. I think they played for the. There was Neil Razor Ruddock. He was he was a tough guy. Vinny, Vinny Jones, Ian yeah, Dowie. Yeah. Um, Vinny Jones used to grab guys nuts. Oh, well, that's an f- iconic photograph of, of Vinny grabbing <laughs> like, Gazza's Paul Gascoigne's yeah. nuts. Yeah, to let him know he's in. It wasn't to prevent any it's move or tactic. It was simply to let him know he was in the game because Gazza was this mercurial talent, uh, probably the best. English player for 30, 40 years and Vinny was just a thug and so they came on the pitch and just to let him know he was in a game he just grabbed, grabbed his bollocks expression. and that it's, photograph it's, a, it's an iconic photo oh that photograph goes for serious money yeah so you were saying Russia very controversial call I know a lot of people were calling for a full on boycott a lot of people were saying because of like the annexation of uh, Crimea and uh uh, the military invention in the in the Ukraine, the level of racism in Russian football. They're saying, you know, and the discrimination against uh, the gays. They're saying, you know, we shouldn't even have the World Cup there. But they're doing it anyway. However, what I wanted to bring up here is I was reading that uh, recently um, FIFA was investigating racist abuse directed at French players when they played in Russia for like a, I think it was a pre-World Cup, like friendly game or something. And so uh, 
there were the the Russian soccer hooligans were chanting things about like monkey chants or something. Do you know do you know what they were saying? They were saying like monkey chants to the black players that were playing. Oh, I mean, I've been at several games where Eastern European. It's not just Russians at Eastern Europe. Um, they're appalling. I mean, um, black players um, when they have the ball that you you see banana skins still the, the sort of thing they're throwing yeah, banana skins yeah, yeah. The, the sort of thing that was happening in england in the 70s um until and you know what the sad thing was is that the way that it finally it finally went away was that the two wonderful black players came onto the came into the scene and, and and started scoring goals i mean for a while you had i remember west ham fans were saying when clyde best who was the kind of first breakthrough black player scored a goal for them he wouldn't count it because <laughs> he was black yeah. and they're just like and, and it then, doesn't count and then there was a story that Clyde Best told who, who died recently he was a, a, a phenomenal guy who, who put up with all this stuff that he was walking down the street uh, with his white girlfriend and two lads came by him called him a, a coon or whatever something some awful said something awful to him and then realised suddenly it was Clyde Best turned around and it's like oh oh sorry 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 <laughs> And suddenly they liked him. And that kind of explained everything at the time. And slowly the, they came around. Well, the attitude shifted, definitely. The, the attitude shifted, but yeah. sadly it took only because these players scored goals for their clubs. You know, that was what it was. So I would imagine if, you know, a, 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 you know, a black player going to Russia who suddenly becomes a star for Spartak Moscow is probably the best tonic for that kind of thing. But it Do is, they have any black players? You know, I think they, there's a couple... Um, there certainly are in, I think, in um, in the Ukrainian team. Dynamo Kiev, Kiev have some. I think so. Um, what about that, the English national team? Are there any black players in that? No, we don't allow them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, of course. The English national team is is fifty uh, percent at least. Uh, so, do you think there's going to be? Players, uh, do you think there will be some racist chanting? I think. You know, a lot of people have um, said that it's going to be a nightmare in Russia. There's going to be fights all over the place. It's going to be chanting. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was in Marseille in 2000, uh, the Euros, Euros in 2016. And we got, I mean, it was an ambush. I mean, they took us. You know, they, they we what were. What do you mean? No, the English fans were. Uh, the, the English fans were, were taken. Attacked by who? Attacked. By the French Russian, fans? No, no, Rus Russians. Oh. We played Russia in Marseille in the first group game. And um, the English fans were sitting in cafes around Marseille. It was a beautiful day. And the Russians came in numbers. But they weren't. They were professional folks. I mean, they were coordinated. They were organized. Was Putin leading them? Was it yeah, like his they group? Yeah, were, they, were, they were Putin. They were part of the sports minister's crew. <laughs> the sports minister. But it was done crew. out... The weird thing is, is that they then did a, a documentary about it later. And it turned out they did it... This is what they said. We did it out of respect because we admired the English hooligans so much well, that's from nice. the 70s. And they, they got together in this bar. All these guys that were, would kick... I mean, two of them were, had brain damage for the rest of their life, England fans. Um, and they went to the bar in Russia. They tracked these guys down who did all this... And they were all in a bar with English team scarfs around the room. And the interviewer said, but you've got Manchester United, Notts County, Arsenal, Tottenham scarves. Why would you do that when you attacked all these fans in, in English fans? So we love, we love what the English were doing in the 70s. We know how to fight. So, so they're able to relate 
to the violence yeah. of uh, and they England and they and... wanted to take on the English because so they, they revered they revered the English so much. So to them, that was a badge so of honour. English softened now, yeah, like that, they're just not was, as hard. That as they was what used to really be. annoyed them was that they said there was no fight left. And they, they said they hope when the English come to Russia that they'll put up a better fight. This is what... Do you, do you think it's going to happen? I oh, fucking hope so. <laughs> are you no. getting ready? <laughs> well, you know, part, part of the reason is how, many, how, much, how much doping are the Russian... Uh, oh, I mean, it's just, to it. it's just... I mean, I'm, I'm sure the hooligans are just like drinking like steroids. Yeah, and I mean, steroids I think though... I, beer. I think though we may see something different, which is I think Putin basically controls everything in Russia. Make no mistake about that. A pin doesn't drop without him knowing it. That I think with the eyes of the world on the well, tournament, he bad... may he may he may just he may just put. I think he's going to crush it because that. it'll be a PR nightmare. Yeah. He if, wants like, you know... this to look good. Yeah. The best thing that they could do in Russia is get the um, uh, the protests out from the um, opposition politicians. That's the best, the most effective way that um, they can embarrass Putin. Is that every venue they should get Navalny, who's the opposition leader who is jailed pretty much every week um and his supporters thousands of them they should get him into the streets that is the best way you can embarrass embarrass putin, embarrass putin. i can encourage all of you to do that but on the other hand i do want to do my show there so, so. i didn't say that <laughs> you know i was reading uh, a guy here uh, he's uh, his name is Vyacheslav koloskov he's a member of the russian bid team and former vice president of fifa he said that uh, too much is made of racism in Russia and that monkey chanting is not even racist. Well, <laughs> you agree? He's got a fair point, really, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, some people just get up in the morning and uh, have their breakfast. And who doesn't have a monkey chant for no oh, reason? A monkey chant. You know, you know I, I, it doesn't uh, have to be a, a, a black person around. I mean, who, who doesn't do that? I mean, there you go. I mean, there you have it. I mean, that's, you know, the country is in the stone age in in many many ways it's um well i don't think you have the political correctness of have the you ever US been to moscow there. no i've never been to russia i mean it's like the wild east it is it is lawless um there is no sort of it's there, run by no, criminal organizations no, it is yeah. there's no sort of kind of framework of life like you would have in this country or in or in the west the, the, they are incapable of being incorrupt um it permeates through Russian blood, corruption. It just, they don't understand. I, I just and think it's part of their genetic makeup. It is. And, and that's I, just how it is. And I feel sad because there are people who are forward thinking, who, who think that there are ways out of that, but they're just pulled back into, you know, just my friends love it though when they're there. It gets to negotiate with prostitutes a lot easier. That way. <laughs> I imagine the prostitutes probably are much more expensive, like in Moscow. Than um, it's funny. Some um, of the other cities. Like you're probably my, looking forward to being like uh, Stalingrad or whatever. Yeah, workers are probably much cheaper. From the reports I've heard, um, <laughs> I've heard from uh, a friend. Then the, the, a friend of mine told me one time that he went into a place where a, a, a lovely lady asked him for three hundred euros. Uh, he said no, and it gradually got down to about 40 euros. 40 euros. <laughs> <laughs> because he just kept saying no, and eventually she just, you know. What, what did she look like? Though? Apparently she she was, she um, there are no ugly girls in Russia. No, there are, they're just not. They're just, you know, they're, I've, I've not until they become ones. babushkas and they're about sort of 40, <laughs> 50. Then they, you know. But so one of the reasons why they're calling for uh, the UK to boycott is because England. of... England. Uh, or, or, yeah, the, uh, England. Yeah, England. don't say that. The England national team yeah. is because of the apparent poisoning of the former spy, Sergei Skripal, and his daughter in Salisbury. And so um, 
people were saying that uh, you know, the, you know, the royal family, members of the royal family, shouldn't attend. English people shouldn't attend. And then they decided, you know, it's okay. We're not going to. It's unfair to ban the British football teams from competing. English football team. Yeah. Well, the, okay. The English football team. You, you can't you even say careful. British. No, because uh, let's 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 explain this. Um, the, unlike this is complicated. Unlike the Olympics, where uh, we compete as Great Britain. The football teams are divided into four different nations because they couldn't ever reconcile with each other to join up for a British team. So England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, oh, Wales and the Republic of Ireland, which yeah. is a separate country anyway, are, are in, they are independent football teams. So you could have England in a World Cup, you could have Scotland in a World Cup, you could have Northern Ireland in a World Cup, you could have Wales, you could have five... One, two, three, four, four. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Four countries. God, how much, what have you put in this beer? <laughs> four countries in a World Cup. So you've got to be very careful. There's an English FA, Football Association. There's a Scottish FA. There's a Welsh FA. And there's a Northern Irish FA. And I don't want to get too bogged down to this, but if you have listeners and you keep saying that, you're going to get British, a br- they're going to fly out here and they're going to put a brick through your window, yeah, quite I frankly. I imagine, um, yeah. The funny thing, though, is only England really ever qualify because the other sides don't have good enough players. Though Wales, two years ago at the Euros, got to the semi-final of the tournament. It was a phenomenal run. So, so it's the with, English With the English national team, team there's no Welsh players, no Irish players, no, no Scottish players? No. It's you have to be... Well, you have to be from England, but they sometimes get a little cheeky. Like, there are some who might have been born in Ireland too. Oh, but at a certain age... You, you have, have to be a resident of England? You have to be a resident of England. There are players who are born in Germany and, you know, there are some players now with Polish last names who play for England. But you do have to have spent predominantly the predominant uh, part of your life there and you choose if you're selected at a professional level you are supposed to then say i commit to which national if there's a gray area where you might be from where your parents might be from you can then say no i choose to play for the english national team so you commit to but it. it has to be borderline so uh, how far do you think the UK or the English team, <laughs> not the UK it. team, god damn, that's what you're saying. How far do you think the Listen, English mate, national I'm gonna team... I'm going to start getting on the rampage like our boys do. <laughs> yeah, no, drink like one more beer here. Yeah. So how far do you think the English national team is going to get in uh, the World Cup? If you, had to, if you had to put a wager on it. Man, this is just the, the worst possible question to ask because I get asked this question every two years because there are uh, Euros every every four years and the World Cup every four years and always the same thing and whatever I say is I don't I'm not superstitious but whatever I say something England will do the opposite (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not superstitious Um, so you should be like they're going to lose I think uh, without going too much into it it's an interesting time which is that there's no the England football team for so long is so overblown in the media like every step they take is, is just covered and you know if one walks left oh my god he walked left one walk right he's got left. but now it's different we have a very very understated manager he's not a high profile manager he's a really nice guy which doesn't matter but he was a player quite recently so he's only a generation above the current players um and he seems to be going about his job very quietly and dare I say it somewhat effectively, we are playing football, which is uh, a passing, moving game, which is unlike in the past, England will kick high up in the air and try and get somebody on the end of the ball. We are playing a, a modern type of football. The problem to me, what was with England, is not the ability. It is the 
six inches between their ears. It's the, the mental strength which always suffers. And it's like ra they're rabbits in a headlight. When that whistle blows at a major tournament, the pressure... Like freeze up, you think? The pressure is so pressure. immense. And the pressure at international level is unlike anything because you're hot. it's not just Liverpool or Manchester that's interested. It's your entire country. You know, every single television, in every pub, in every home, the streets are empty, is going to be watching you, 11 people, on this pit pitch. Yeah. And I think sometimes, although they say we shut it out, I think it's very, very difficult for them. And because they have the England curse on their backs, they find it difficult. Whereas other teams like Germany, because they have been so successful, they thrive, yeah. they thrive on that pressure. So that's, the, to answer your question, it depends how much pressure they can soak up. If they can soak up pressure, then I think they can... Uh, quarterfinals would be probably as far as I think they can get, but... We'll see. Well, I look forward to checking it out. I also look forward to hearing some sordid tales of, uh, of, you, in, uh, of you in Moscow. Nothing I'm like sure that. there's going to be some. Nothing like that. Well, anyway, uh, people, you can check out Lee's podcast, Gadsby's England. Uh, just go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gadsby's England. Is that the best place to go? Oh, to no, check I it didn't out? even know that existed, but... <laughs> I mean, there are people anyway, listening. Thanks for being on the show. Um, people, it's episode 633 here, Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next. We have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here uh, came in from Matt. He's in on Facebook. I love this. He goes, you never do my stories. Fuck you. <laughs> well, Matt, it's stories. S-T-O-R-I-E-S. Not S-T-O-R-Y apostrophe S. Like stories. Like the possessive stories. It's stories. All right? And uh, yeah, you know, with grammar like that, that's why we never do your stories. I went to school with that bloke. Did you? He's he probably cunt. did. <laughs> Anyway, he sent in a great story. Actually, a few people sent this in, but I'm going to give this one to Matt because he sent this in. Fantasy sex stabbing. This is like totally up your alley. This is like, you probably paid women to do this. Teen mom who stabbed lover five times during sex compared murder to a bag of chips, claiming you cannot stop at just one. That's brilliant. Yep. That is absolutely brilliant. I wish I'd done that during my last killing spree because that... <laughs> So many glaring red flags. Americans are brilliant because they, they just have a they have a kind of a movie tagline for everything. Like you can't stop at just one. Well, I think this came from the the sun. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, just the fact that it's there is just brilliant. Who so, else can commit murders and then put like a, mo a good movie? A good tagline like that. I like know. that. So Carlisle Crown Court heard that Zoe Adams, only nineteen years old, put a pillow over her boyfriend Kieran Bewick's head to make it kinkier. What do, you, what do you think of that? What do you think of What's a bit of that? kink? Are you into that? Well, you know, uh, 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 will you say a pillow over a boyfriend's head? And was that pillow? Just she was like suffocating him with a pillow. Did he die? Uh, we'll get to that. We'll if get to he that. died, then I'd be right. A little up bit for too it. much. <laughs> if he You'd died, be up for it. The rest of it is 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 just 
chump change. It's just amateur hour. I think I think this girl's a fan. I think she is. She's 19 years old. They they say she gorged on sick videos of sexual violence and shared them on Facebook. Have you ever been to, to our show. Have you ever been to our sick around Facebook page? Yeah, it's disgusting. I haven't really. Will, oh, you go there. No, it I, will I ruin have ruin your I appetite. No, I, I always really I always send you videos from that page, mm -hmm. and you're just like right filth, mate. You know, you you like feign disgust on WhatsApp. Oh, that's from your page. <laughs> oh my god, almost all of it is from these like yeah, yeah. These, your audience so, must be sorted. truly. Oh, when I picture your audience, deviant. I, I see. I picture people rising from the graves at night, and sort well, of I, put... I picture them digging up the graves at night, <laughs> and having their way with the corpses. Then, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, and, that, and then too, filming yeah. it and posting it on the Second Rock Facebook page. Ah, uh, it's a remarkable oh, accomplishment. Deviance, deviance. Go on. She admitted to unlawfully and maliciously wounding her 18-year-old boyfriend with an intent to cause grievous bodily harm, GBH here. Um, she says, her quote was, murder's like a bag of chips. You can't stop it just one. Oh, it was a Brit. Oh, yeah, she's British. Oh, I was just going on about how Americans yeah. are so good at no, one line. This is from the sun. Oh, well, like, that is British. That is brilliant. I mean, I, I, we've learned well from the best. She had an obsession with male sacrifice. Which is a little sketchy. That's what I'm saying. There's so many red flags. Sacrificing males or males sacrificing other beings? I think she is into sacrificing males to whatever demon she worshipped. Hmm. There's something going on here. Um, she was jailed for 11 and a half years after she stabbed her lover five times during intercourse. So like they're having sex and she stabbed him five times. Which 11 and a half years seems like a very long time. Like an egregious sentence for especially, English, like in the English courts. Well, especially since he probably was asking for more and more and more. I mean, who yeah. honestly doesn't want to be stabbed to death? No, when he's you're... probably into it. But I've noticed, have you ever noticed that with the English courts, it's like someone would be brutally murdered and they'll be like, oh, two years and you can't watch telly, you know, for well, six months. you know, rehabilitation, this yeah, sort of thing. In the, in the US, you'd still be on death row. The past well, 20 years. Some, some people, it's probably because uh, life in prison in the UK is so nice that probably people would rather be in there than be out on the streets when you get PlayStation. Isn't that bad? Do you get well, vacation? Do you, you get to get, go on like... You, know, you uh, go home every weekend. <laughs> get some you get conjugal tarts, visits. Spotted dick, which is a pudding. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't want to Not in that. prison. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Um, so this is, it gets kinkier. She dressed in clown makeup and put a pillow over his head. This to, is to get into great, it. man. Yeah. She then told him, he was only 17, she was 19. She says, trust me. And then she just started stabbing him in the chest, the arm, and the thigh with a 10-inch blade. So he didn't even know if she had a blade. She like was wearing clown makeup, put the pillow over his head, and just started stabbing him. You know, Harrison probably would be into this. I mean, this is what happens when you watch too much television. Or you listen to the ICP, you've heard that? You know, the ICP, the St. Clown Posse? This girl's <laughs> definitely a fan. I bet you Harrison was probably into this. I mean, I have to say, that is that is unbelievably creative. I mean... <laughs> have you ever had a bird do that? Get that kinky with God, you? God, man, I just, you know, I have not lived. I just clearly Okay, what if she were to put on like a Rowan Atkinson mask? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like masturbating. See, that doesn't work because we're on radio. <laughs> I know, people, you gotta... Lee looks just like Mr. Bean. I mean, spitting image. <laughs> I like, almost never feel like know, I'm talking Abel. to Rowan right now. I'm doing the rest of this show in mine. <laughs> so tough shit. So Adams, let me get into a little background here. It's fascinating. This girl's fascinated by serial killers, which actually I kind of like. I like when a girl's into serial killers. If a girl knows they're serial killers, we're probably going to get along. Um, 
She had asked him, asked her boyfriend, if he was prepared to be tied up after they smoked 20 pounds worth of cannabis. It's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. And they downed half a bottle of vodka. Um, the, uh, they, they heard, the court heard his description of the attack in a police interview. Uh, that uh, He included how Adams just appeared wearing clown makeup as he lay in bed. He was all tied up and she shows up wearing the clown makeup. Um, and he's like, he's deathly afraid of clowns. He has a fear of clowns. She knew they had a fear of clowns. She did this on purpose. Yeah. Um, she told officers that she blacked out, had no memory of the attack. Well, like she had, didn't even know what happened. That's what happens when you go to the circus these days. It's boring, <laughs> isn't it? The victim, though, is not so fortunate. I mean, he's probably going to have to live with some scars here, physically and mentally. Um, police said they looked through her, uh, through her phone. They found a lot of concerning images. I can imagine. This, this, this girl, is, she's, a, she's a wacky bro. What, what was wacky. concerning well, I think a Barnum, lot of was male it, torture Barnum videos. Barnum and Bailey visits or... Was... <laughs> Probably jack-off videos a friend of featuring my, Mr. A B. friend of mine has a great tw- Twitter handle, which actually another friend of mine is called From the Flaming Clown Car, which to me just is Wait, the most... At, like, from the Flaming Clown Car? At From the Flaming Clown Car. And I just that's think a pretty good that's one. a brilliant... I mean, does that not capture the the, the evil of the circus so brilliantly it's like a, a clown on fire it's creative I like that still keeps going yeah so uh, now, she shows up he, she ties him up in the bed he's ready to get laid he's like you know this bird's hot she's a little mm-hmm. kinky she's sexy she comes out of the bathroom full clown makeup what would you do um <laughs> again would you would you go with it or would you be like, hold on a second, what what's going on is, here? Um, is she a A, B, C, or D chest? You know, looking at the pictures, I'd say she's she's fit. Mm. Like her picture, she definitely looks fit. Mm. Probably mm. a B cup. Tattoos? Didn't see the tattoos in the picture. But I'm assuming if she wears fucking clown makeup and Where's she like from again? worship serial killers. Uh, Northern England. She's a northern bird. What was the town? It just said Carlisle. Oh, Carlisle. Yeah. You know what? You had me until Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, no. she shows up in the clown makeup. She goes, does this scare you? And he says, no, but can you just go wash it off? And then she just kept standing there staring at him saying, does this scare you? And he was like, uh, you can go wash it off. And then he describes it. She says she had diamond eyes, a joker mouth, red lipstick, and she had her hands behind her back. And she had this weird smirk. What do you think she was holding in her hands? A big blade. You know, she's like, she's sitting this is, this sounds like I spit on your grave. Oh, you know? yeah, we're talking about it, that. Yeah, it does. Um, she knew he had a fear of clowns. And so that, I think she was like, you know, she was uh, capitalizing on that fear. She knew she was going to be able to get to him here. Definitely a psychological, but this girl's crazy. Like this is one bird. I would have heard, I would have seen the red flags in the beginning. I'm really proud that somebody in Carlisle would be this creative. I mean, it's lovely in Carlisle. It's where the Lake District is. So people go out and walk, you know, walk go around. Our, our friend uh, Hugh Dennis, Pete, goes every summer to uh, and just walks for miles and miles. It's gorgeous. It's like, um, what would it be like? I don't know, like the Adirondacks or something like that equivalent. The Wisconsin Dells or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. where you wouldn't be sort of baked in a cauldron. But, you know, you, 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 you it is gorgeous. So Carlisle is, is right there. What do the birds look like in Carlisle uh, compared to the ones tell in Moscow? Me. I mean, well, they dress up as clowns. <laughs> Apparently, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. I bet you that probably makes him look a little more attractive. Well, probably, yeah. I really want to see this girl. What are visiting so, hours? She says, she says, what will you let me do to you? 
And then she asked, can I tie you to the bed? He said, no. And then she, she said, put the pillow over your face. It's kinkier that way. So she put the, he put the pillow on his head. She had been tracing with her finger on his chest saying, what would you, what, what can I do to you? And I think he's, you know, he's getting into it. And then she goes, do you love me? And he goes, yes. And she goes, do you really want me? And he says, yes. And then she put her hand behind her back. She thought, he thought she was getting the phone. She said, put the pillow on your face. Trust me. And then she just starts stabbing him. And he said he felt, he didn't feel pain, but he felt bleeding. He said he felt his lung pop and squirt blood. Isn't that horrid? It's gnarly. It's gnarly. Gnarly. That to me, that would definitely ruin the, that would ruin the intercourse. I'll I'd be like, you blew it. You blew it. The question is, is that at what point was it mid shag or was it late shag or was it pre shag? Because this is crucial. You know, that is a good point. Cause they don't really specify. Because, I think it's the beginning. Because uh, uh, there was an old story about a woman who uh, tried to find the perfect orgasm that would make her die. So perhaps that was what maybe, they were trying you to mean, do. Maybe she was trying to do that. M- maybe him. she was trying to do that for him as a, yeah. as a, as a real meaningful a gesture of good faith. Gesture of love. Like, yeah, 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 gesture of love. Um, so that, I think that's very important. And I think he probably came out of it rather well. If, maybe. If he... I mean, he fled the house in his boxer shorts. And uh, there were wounds to his chest. He's bleeding everywhere. Chest, arm, and inner thigh. I know the, uh, the Londoners love knives. The English, she... <laughs> the English folks love those knives, according to Trump. There is a absolute <laughs> knife... <laughs> epidemic right now in fact if you the minute you land at Heathrow now you're stabbed <laughs> as soon as you walk up the plane, it's not even like, out of uh, they're not trying to steal anything or anything like that it's just become like um, a, a, like a greeting yeah, there's just a quick d- little d- stab just stab you you know um, and, according uh, to Trump you walk around the hospitals you'll be slipping everywhere there's just blood from all blood the stabbings there's yeah, blood, it's, um, blood everywhere it, it's, it's, uh, it's so true it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible yeah it's like a like a carpenter movie or something but she but so he so she's in the clown outfit. He's running down the street. Correct? Well, he ran out and he, he uh, found, I guess her aunt lived up the street. And he Has found he got her. clown makeup that's residue clown makeup on him at this point? I wonder if there's a, probably a little bit of clown makeup, a lot of blood. Did anybody watching say, oh, look, there's somebody with clown residue running down the street? appearing to be bleeding out of every orifice well i think uh, he found a witness who turned out to be her aunt and he was like she stabbed me and she called the uh, the, the the police here and then they took and her then phone was she was she taming a lion i don't yeah I, I wonder what she was doing you know I bet <laughs> riding you, an elephant worshiping satan i have no idea like invoking demons was the aunt a midget <laughs> There was that music doo, 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 the, in the background. Did the aunts keep saying one of us, one of us, one of us? <laughs> she, you know, they're looking the freaks through. They're looking through her phone, and uh, they found an image that just said his wife cut his dick off and cooked it with noodles. Well, it's kind of some of the porn she's into. Recycling is good. You ever, you ever do that? You like uh, cut to somebody's dick off. Meet and a girl, and you're like, you know, look at her phone, and you see some of the images, and you're just like, are you seriously into that? Do you judge every the porn predilection single, of uh, what? What, what's amusing me here is every time you ask me a question, I look up and there's a Rosemary's Baby. Uh, 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 it's a great, it's a great cool picture. Poster? It's a very, very cool poster, and but it's got her with horns. I've not seen that one actually. It's, it's got her with like a, Satan superimposed. Yeah, it's great. It. It's got the little pram or stroller or whatever you people over here call it. Um, but uh, Mia Farrow has horns on it, um, and so imagine hearing all this stuff while, while looking at Satan looking up and down at 
a Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> I cannot help. What about feel... the Misfits poster? That doesn't, doesn't parameters. <laughs> Whereas this, it, it's really it's creating a real ambiance. That's all. That's all part of it. You know, and we bringing the Carlisle into that gives a whole new reference point. <laughs> all right. So the second story we have here is totally. Uh, we're, we're gonna just. This is totally a change of subject. Damn. You know, no kinky clown sex in this Damn. one. Maybe if you had a little more kinky clown sex with this, um, people might be more, you know, wouldn't be as disgusted with the story. Oh, great. Here we go. Um, this was posted by a demo, posted the Facebook page, and he says, he's done a Radcliffe, which I'm not quite sure what that means. You might know. This. I'm thinking it's some as kind of Paula? weird. Paula? I don't know. So here's the title. Superintendent charged as mystery pooper out till the end oh, of the school year. So what does he mean? Done a Radcliffe. Oh, that really is just... Is that I, an, I, an obscure I, you know English I reference? I really hoped I would never have to talk about this subject. <laughs> what is it? As far as I understand, and I know the background is... I've got friends who will enlighten you much better on this because they shit in their trousers a lot more than me. Um, Paula Radcliffe's a marathon runner, and she was... Uh, I think she was winning the race, but she had terrible diarrhoea. <laughs> Where, where was this? In London, I believe. Or one some run. <laughs> Olympic, Olympic um, uh, a runner. The, the best female marathon runner, I think, for several years. And so she um, she couldn't stop, obviously. Wait, so she, she could, was she in the she, in the middle in of the middle race? race? So she, you know, she let one, and uh, it, there was stain. It was quite, as far as I understand. There yeah, was but the, she almost stain. should be disqualified because were people slipping like oh, behind I, her, I, like I, you know, like an oil slick? Well, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was quite. <laughs> Do you ever play well, that, the game Spy Hunter with that car and it could shoot out an oil slick oh, yes. and send people? Yeah, like, and that was what she was doing. Oh, you what? mean she was cheating? That's what I'm saying. It was a it's Russian like, it was she, she was a Russian plant. Well, that's that's what I'm wondering if she was been like taking Russian diarrhea in she and laxatives. It was like an oil slick, laxatives causing ah, all the people who were running all these up to her to years, slip. I wondered. You've solved the puzzle. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, yes, Paula Radcliffe, Paula Radcliffe um, was known for. Um, having a bout of diarrhea during a, a during marathon a run. Did she uh, win? Unfortunately, I believe she did win and only because <laughs> she had diarrhea and didn't stop to do it. So did, what did the, I, I'm, I'm trying to like envision how the BBC would have covered this. Like, how oh, did they, it was what probably did something say? like this. It was like, and Paula Radcliffe is coming round on the final bench, two miles to go. And uh, there is a slight problem down there. I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, um, it seems like she's taking some water. She's taking some water. Um, um, and here she goes running around Buckingham Palace now. Uh, let's take another look. I believe, I believe her, her shorts might have changed colour slightly. I'm not sure what's caused that. Um, best left unsaid, I think. Uh, we are British after all. <laughs> and here she comes. Classic English line. propriety. We're yeah, not going to. We're not going to acknowledge it. Yeah, no. They were just, you know, maybe 2015, 16 England when this took place. You might have got away with an occasional, <laughs> you know. Um, were there a lot of jokes? Everybody... Following that uh, on, um, you know, shows like our friend Hugh Dennis's show, um, it was basically a shit show. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> So okay, so uh, now I understand the. Uh, the so what's the context? I understand what, the context. What well, a superintendent superintendent here was charged as a mystery pooper out till the, end of the school year. He's accused of defecating on the uh, Homedale High School track. This is in New Jersey while he's running. Um, he's been suspended with pay for the rest of the school year. What he was he was accidentally. Well, uh -huh, accidentally here we go. is the operative term. Uh, 
Kenilworth Superintendent Thomas Tremaglini, 42 years old, he'll remain on paid leave through June 30th after he's arrested Monday while he is running at the high school's track. Um, Homedale police previously said that they had set up surveillance after track coaches and staff told the district's resource officers that they had found human feces on or near the football field every day for the past month. So this has to be intentional. I mean, you don't just, I can understand like Paula here. I mean, that was an accident. You know, it's, I think your body kind of involuntarily will like expel it if you have to, especially under that much duress. Whereas this guy every day. It was, um, it was a, uh, he was a serial. He was a serial pooper. Question. Was it on grass? I take it. Yeah. It was on grass. Had the grass been fertilized enough? Well, it sounds like maybe he's doing he's doing the fertilization. You know what? There's probably an innocent explanation for most things in life. Well, what I don't understand is why not just go under the bleachers? Like, why not hide it? What, like, and fertilize under there? Well, they, I'm just saying, it's like if I was... He's doing this at like 5.50 a.m. Right, right, So don't right. you think you'd be worried about that? Like, I have issues shitting outside. I've only had to do it a couple times while camping. And I'm not good at I've it. I've never done it, actually. You've never shit outside? Um... Like you never had to. I, I've only done it twice, think. I think, while camping, and it was just not. I was. I woke up in I'm a load of mud. I woke up in a load of mud once in Leicestershire, load and I could well have mud. shitted, but it was so well conceived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it sounds to me like, um, um, you know, they say like you, people look up to sports people. I mean, they are idols, right? And he probably just, you know, had he a bit too like, much Radcliffeization. He might have been like, you know, it works for Paula Radcliffe. You get Maybe that last like her. bolt of speed. Did they think you know? to look in his bedroom wall to see if I had photographs of Paula up on the wall? Yeah, I they're mean, covered in feces. And you can well, see yeah, they were feces. probably covered in shit. <laughs> so school officials started watching the area. They, they, they got the report that somebody, but there was human feces on or near the football field. They started surveilling the area and they caught Tramaglini in the act of relieving himself. They caught him in the act, pants down. Kneeling or kind of just sitting? Squatting, probably. But people do that in downtown LA every day. I guess that is true. I mean, if I, if I go a day without seeing somebody shit themselves in, on Hollywood Boulevard or in downtown LA, <laughs> I feel my day is incomplete. But in the suburb of New Jersey, though, this oh, is like, yeah, this well, is a crime. It's a garden state that needs fertilizing. So they arrested him around 5.50 a.m. He's charged with lewdness public urination slash defecation so you're doing a little bit of both and littering which i find that kind of odd like See, i mean if he's just leaving that behind how is that litter i mean was he wrapping it up in uh, plastic bags and st- well, yeah. not putting it in dustbins just, it's a good question that's like, littering well it's a good question like how was he wiping his ass what that's well not with the hand you would use your hand well the geezer shit every day on a on a on a track i mean i'm not sure if he would be do you do like a dog on wet grass and just that's an interesting idea what i do know though is i went to nyu (laughs) and new jersey was was considered pretty much you know about 10 levels down from civilized culture so i mean you've seen the jersey shore Precisely. Yeah. So uh, my fellow snooty NYUers who are probably from Greenwich, Connecticut and upstate New York and the, I- the, the island, Poconos. right, exactly, um, would the bridge and tunnel cloud, uh, crowd, as it was called, um, would have probably found that par for the course in New Jersey. <laughs> They're just like, well, that's, I am that's sure, how they relieve themselves in Jersey. I am sure I had friends at NYU from New Jersey who 
didn't always manage to hit the toilet when they took a dump. I'm sure there were some misses in there. Well, that's the thing. Like, how many times do you think Snooky has, like, shit all over the situation? Oh, well, the, well, it's a situation that was probably worth being shit over. <laughs> so, uh, the newspaper here, the New York Post, tried to contact Tram McLeany for, uh, for a comment on it. That's probably what he w- 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 wiped his ass with, the New York Post. <laughs> we all done there. <laughs> That's what Trump wiped his ass with, (laughs) New York Times. He declined to comment on the arrest. The law firm he's hired to retain him uh, also could not be reached. What do you think his defense is going to be? Like, what did Radcliffe say? Oops. Well, Radcliffe wasn't arrested and charged, to be fair, but I think she's still probably... Perhaps she should have been. Is she she fit? Is she a fit bird? Nah. Nah, too skinny. I mean, runners are, you know, they're sort of... They're so thin, yeah. You know, they... uh, uh, can we say stuff like this? You know, they sort of yeah, they, it's, just, it's like almost like sort of um, uh, organic plastic surgery, isn't it? It just reduces the all, all that fitness, all that. Oh, running. you mean they just, get yeah, too like yeah, yeah they like, don't have they don't have like a Holocaust they don't have prisoner thin thing, that really. kind of thing. Yeah, they don't have big no Bristol curves. cities, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's some girls like like um, I'm just trying to think of one off the top of my head, Chrissy Teigen or someone like that. She's not a runner, though, is she? No, she isn't. But if she was shitting herself, would you still be like, oh, just clean it up oh, and let's go for a round? I, this is a conversation I have regularly with boys. <laughs> and don't tell me if you're male that you do not have this conversation, which is that would you shag a girl who either is vomiting or shitting at the same time? <laughs> and at, at the same time, maybe. Uh, and universally universally. I think it depends on the bird. Apart, apart from a few you know traitors would would happily do that if it looks like christy tengen then you know well this is a testament to how much of a deviant how disgusting men are because i've often said this there's a there's a man out there that would shag any woman doesn't matter if she's like rooster tailing vomiting and having diarrhea at the same time and she's an amputee there's a guy out there that will have sex with oh i have but there's not a woman out there that'll have sex with any man they are they are filthy, but in a different way. Um, they you know they are filthy. We don't think they're filthy because we don't want them to be filthy. We want to take the filth trophy. But unfortunately, <laughs> um, the amount of times I've sort of hidden in the bowl of a women's toilet um, and you know quite shocking uh, until I got flushed. Um, <laughs> You wouldn't believe some of the stuff. I mean, I imagine you probably install a waterproof camera or something down there. Oh, you know me too well. Um, So, Travaglini here, who's paid $147,000 a year. Is that right? This guy makes like 150 grand a year. He's the principal? No, he's the superintendent. Yeah. Could you imagine being like a kid in this high school being like, superintendent's been shitting on the football track? How much of that went to toilet paper? Oh, probably not that much. Probably not much because he wasn't, we know he wasn't. Uh, but yeah, he's worked there for the past 13 years. This would have been, I, I couldn't even imagine my high school. We would have been, it would have, we would have never let them live this Where town. was that? It's in New Jersey. No, no, where was your no, school? No, high school in Michigan. So it's like, uh, I can't, in mid-Michigan, if, if the superintendent, his name was Superintendent right. Winters. If he was caught taking a shit on the football field on a regular basis, that would have been the running joke for probably my entire high school huh. career. But you were in Detroit? Eh, about an hour Wouldn't away. you've all been murdered? Yeah. <laughs> he was also a part-time lecturer here at Rutgers University, but a spokesman said he doesn't he doesn't currently work there. And so, because they couldn't get any, um, they couldn't get a comment from him. They started asking some of the members of the community about this. 
Uh, Amy Reithel here, who has two sons in the school district, she said the situation is embarrassing. And uh, when they asked, well, what about he's on paid leave? She's like, I'm okay with it. It's fine. Um, they don't know what his motivation might have been. And that, this is the part where we brought up serial pooper. And what, serial pooping's a thing. You know, in the past, uh, I'd say in the past year or so, there's been several serial poopers in the Fantastic. news. Yeah. In 2015, there was the bowel movement bandit who's a guy in Akron, Ohio, who uh, shit on at least 19 parked cars. He would just shit on the cars. And then in 2017, this is just last year, there was the infamous Mad Pooper, who was a woman who just repeatedly would shit in public during her morning jogs. I think women kind of get into that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they can get away with it more easy as well. Because like yeah. I said, you still shag them. And you would probably film it so you could watch it later. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I'd say, though, about, about New Jersey is, is that there's inspiration, isn't there? Because they had a giant shit for governor, as in Chris oh, Christie. Yeah, yeah, so, that's you know, true, it yeah. probably it's, makes it a lot easier. Maybe they to... think they're making another governor. Exactly. Be, you know? Yeah. Um, that same year in 2017, there was a culprit who repeatedly shit in washing machines at the dorms at uh, Southern Illinois University. Well, that's good because it because then it tests the, the metal of the washing machine, doesn't it? Because <laughs> if it washes you it out. out. Have, you, have you ever had your cat or dog shit on sheets where you just, you could nothing else other than throw it in the washing machine? You don't even... I would just throw it out. Like if there's like a... If it depends on how thick the shit is. If it's viscous and it's just like staining the sheet, no, I'm not going to... I don't even want to sleep if, in if it. You've got, if you've got a good European hoover, you know, like a... <laughs> Well, what, the, 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 you know the, the Siemens uh, uh, are you talking about Siemens again I can't get my mind off it <laughs> there's something to be said that a Siemens washing machine cleans shit cleans the shit there's something really Siemens... this is coming from a scat lover <laughs> a scat he, professional who, people he's been to doesn't. Germany many times you've heard his fluent his fluent German in the beginning that, of the show that's a myth there's only about 30 places in Germany where people scat <laughs> In Berlin. They call it Scheiser there. So uh, the question is, what compels this behavior? And so they spoke uh, in this article here, New York Post, they spoke with clinical psychologists, two guys, Dr. Thomas Hollenbach and Dr. Edward Callahan, about possible motivations. Uh, obviously, they couldn't diagnose the guy, but speaking about mm -hmm. the act in general terms, they said serial public pooping is likely driven by some form of anger or resentment. It's a deliberate flagrant act and if you think about it it's got to be the the ultimate passive aggressive technique mm. you know passive aggressive yeah like maybe. a freudian passive aggressive technique i mean if somebody came to me and i'd had an argument with them and they shit on my floor i'm not sure if i would consider that passive aggressive but what if they did it like three months later oh i see what you're saying because no, you know, i would still I... consider it um <laughs> an affront <laughs> But you'd have to well, you'd have to speak of it in like back, euphemistic actually, terms. Actually, more like kind of back. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who broke up with this. With it. well, she broke it off with him. I'm not going to mention any names. Any shit in the um, mouth? No, it's probably why they broke up. But anyway, like I remember, he was just like fuming about it, and would still bring it up like months later. And one night we're driving around, we're smoking weed. There's like three of us. It's him and like two of my friends. We're driving around, and he's like, "I got an idea. Let's go to Seven Eleven. And he buys a big gulp. Like, you know, one of those big gulp fountain sodas. Drinks it, pours the rest out, and then he goes outside and he shits in the cup. Puts the lid back on. We go to her house, and then he takes it, and he shoves it under the driver's seat of her car. Like, he opened up the door, just shoved it up under the driver's seat of her car. 
And she had no idea. Like, she had no idea. You know, it's like, and for months she was just like, wow, my car smells like shit. So, I mean, that why? that's why? a deliberate Again? act. Why? I mean, just because he's an asshole. He didn't have any problem well, he with was just girl. angry. No, well, no, because they broke up. She broke it oh, off with sure, him. Oh, sure, 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 He was just like, literally, <laughs> he decided to dump her back. I mean, that's fair. I had a friend, actually, who um, uh, got found his girlfriend cheating and uh this is far better he um it's almost on the shit you know he um went brown spectrum yeah he went to a fishing tackle shop and bought a load of maggots and um knew she was going to be away for 30 days (laughs) shut them in In her her bedroom oh in her bedroom uh and put some various you know uh, dollops of crap around there his crap you know what that's a good question I don't know if you can get shit in the fishing tackle shop as well uh, maybe uh, and then she came back and it was just it was a fly oh that is vile and I shook his hand I had to say that, that is vile that's revenge yeah <laughs> that is revenge I don't think I've ever done anything near to that level Okay, if you're listening I want to I don't want to shake your hand because God knows where it's been but you know that's revenge so the fact that it's repeated means that it's intentional this person is weaponizing the emotion of disgust and using it to upset people, which should be the tagline yeah. of our show. Weaponizing the emotion of disgust and using it to upset people. <laughs> you should put that on the Sick and on Wrong the podcast. Yeah, that, that's I like good. that. I like it too. You should get a put t-shirt. t-shirt. Maybe we'll get back yeah, the I was t-shirt. thinking t-shirt as well, yeah. I mean, you could explain one or two poops from a digestive issue, but on a daily basis, something else is going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly... Um... There are worse things in life, of course. Well, there you know. is, but I mean, it's del- a deliberate act multiple times in the same place. And the more public it is, the, you know, the more flagrant an act I it do probably think, was. I do think there is a certain irony that it is the Garden State. I just have to say that. <laughs> I've said it before, but I, I do think that there might be something in that. You know, yeah. because we all go to the, uh, you know, the garden stores and we need, you know, you need your fertilizer. Is and maybe, exactly what it is? maybe he was just, um, he misread that. Just, I, I imagine that's 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 probably what Jersey probably like they, they coined the act of weaponizing feces. I, like that's probably you know it's like you know what you can't afford a gun, get some. Well, shit. New Yorkers say it's you know? the the direction of the uh, sewage runs that way, yeah, so, so it, it makes sense. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, the doctor here likens serial pooping to potentially a form of vandalism. So huh. it's a weapon. It's a weapon. I guess it's not what you do with it, but it's where you put it. Yeah, that's, it. that's exactly where you put or what it. what you do with it and where you put it. Yeah. Uh, people, send your story to Sigurong Podcast at uh, Hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sigurong Hotline at 323-522-4032. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. People can call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 323-522-4032. Remember to keep it under three minutes, or we probably won't play it on the show. Uh, this week we have some good, some stellar calls came in this week. Mm. Um, typically, just to let you know how it works, Lee, is uh, we play these calls, and uh, usually they're uh, full of um, like uh, racial epithets and uh, some other just horrible drivel, and then we comment on them. So it's that's typically how it goes down. How long does it? You said maximum three minutes, but surely. 
die you bastards die i'm coming to kill you doesn't take now those we usually play as like an intro or something yeah. very good yeah. and it's usually die you jew bastards <laughs> that's usually how it goes uh, very anti-semitic our audience hunter s thompson was not a jew yeah <laughs> Um, the first call we have here, though, is from a guy who's purposely trying not to call in with a shit story. Because most of our callers tend to call in with shit stories, and it just irritates Harrison. Harrison's, Harrison has like a mandate of just one shit story per show. Let me write that so, down. Yeah, yeah. Harrison, Harrison hates, only, he hates shit, shit stories. stories. So this guy is doing his best to not tell a shit story. Evening, Deep. Evening, Harrison. Hope you're all right. I heard Harrison's embattled plea for a better phone call that didn't involve shit, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, I've called the hotline before. I'm a, I am work for a newspaper in a small town in Northampton, so I'll tell you about a little story I've been reporting on this week. Well, it's a court case, actually, and it involves uh, two gentlemen and a, and a woman driving to a local town around here. Uh, woman's driving a... Where's Northampton? Northampton is about a um, hundred miles, if I'm not correct, north of London. So it's not the north, north, as you can hear. He he sounds. It's not like Leeds. No, like... I mean he sounds reasonably intelligible, uh, 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 <laughs> unlike um, you know the, them lot up north. Um, so yeah, so a hundred miles, ninety miles north of London. It's oh, quite. Isn't... It's quite pleasant unfortunately brexit country all these people oh, it's a, it's yeah it's the, brexit that law. it's the middle england daily mail readers but um hired car and uh in case the three of them see any rival gang members there's the drop seeing if they're rival gang members they bring a double barreled shotgun with them in, in the truck backseat i suppose anyway where would they get a double-barreled Where would they now? get a double-barreled shotgun, indeed? This I thought is, you guys would have maybe double-barreled knives. I, I, I double-barreled <laughs> bayonets <laughs> without yeah, bayonets. bullets. I can understand that. I mean, I'm sure you could you could reconstruct like a, a 19th century charge of the light brigade a rifle with a, yeah. right, with, without bullets, but you could put a bayonet on the end of it. Yeah. So. Or maybe like tape like six Sawn knives together. Like, where would you get a shotgun there anyway? Is, there is a kind of a, uh, a kind of a happy memory deference to shotguns because we used to have in 70s cop shows and you could not be a bank robber in England with a normal shotgun. It had to be a sawn off shotgun just because it, it looked very London. It was real London gangster. But you, you know can't I mean? buy one. Like, where would you get no, one? No, I mean, you know, I suppose maybe they made one. Like here, you just go to like a gun show. Uh, just walk out with no problem. Gun show? I'd look under your table, mate. It's probably... <laughs> They fall out of the sky. Anyway, when they're driving in this local town nearby, they think they see said local gang member riding past them on a bike. So the girl pulls to a screeching halt, I think was the phrase in court, okay. and one of the lads leads out the passenger side window and shoots the guy in the leg. <clears throat> Just once. Uh, and they, they, they skitter off. What they don't know is that they did not shoot a rival gang member. They, in fact, shot a complete stranger. In fact, he was a 16-year-old boy on his way to the shop to buy a can of Coke, I think it was. He needed a lot of surgery, but otherwise he'll live. I got told by video games if you get shot by a double-barreled shotgun at near point black range, it fucking obliterates you, but, you know, he had some minor pellet damage and was standing within a week, I've heard. Anyway, so the three of those went on. She dropped the two of them off at the pub they were going to in the first place while she took the car to be valeted at a uh, car wash to uh, destroy any evidence. But not before she posed for some celebratory uh, selfies in front of the car. Selfies? 
Selfies. That's how you get caught because of a selfie. It's a good selfie. Uh, incriminating selfies probably save the police a lot of work. To be fair, yeah, because yeah. because I mean these people aren't the most. You're not dealing with the most intelligent criminals to begin with, but just to get caught by a selfie. It's like that, you just want a backhander. It's like that old. <laughs> it's like that old uh, thing. I can't remember what film it was, but uh, the kidnappers um, were asked to send a. F- photograph of their the person they kidnapped with today's newspaper on it so they knew they were still alive um obviously they hadn't told them where they were but unfortunately the selfie that they made them took also had the name of the hotel on a towel (laughs) (laughs) i rest my case idiots um, she also got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. I don't know if I want to connect the two, but she definitely was probably nice work. Anyway, sex. they didn't get away with it. Uh, the two of them got ten years each. She got four years in the end. Um, it's just another fucking weird thing you have to deal with in the courts these days. Well, yeah. Then there's no shit involved in this story. I thought I'd give you a nice ring, you know. Don't know. It makes me think about gun control here in the UK and the US. It's just as bad here. We use knives a lot, though. A lot of knives here in the UK. Right, I'll stop there. Right, lovely speaking to you. I hope this makes it onto the main show. Uh, if it does make it onto the Patreon, I mean, I'll start listening to the Patreon calls a lot more. I really, I just forget. I've got the app, but I forget to check out the Patreon stuff. Even oh, shit. All right, well, uh, have a nice night. Speak to you again. Thanks very much. Bye. The, the last part was like really. It was almost like getting a bit too personal, you know. I'll uh, I'll check in with you again on the uh, paper the thing, and then, page. Uh, and then uh, are, you like, are you going to be in the pub on the uh, six o'clock on Saturday? <laughs> well, you know, people, uh, you can actually get. There's like an RSS feed on the page page, so mm. you can actually download or download the episodes to your regular podcast app. But then it'll also download. You're in the RSS feed. You'll get the Patreon content too. So. I don't know. But anyway, you can go there and you can listen to it and you can comment on some mm. people comment on it. Mm. But mm. but anyway, he brings up an interesting point. Has there always been gun control in England? No. 1995 um, basically was the, the pivotal moment. Um, there was a mass shooting of school, school children. Uh, actually, Andy Murray, the tennis player at school in Dunblane in Scotland, um, uh, a, a loner, um, went in and shot, I think it was 25 five-year-old school kids uh, it was a seminal moment and at that point the uh the, the major government, which is a conservative government um to their credit um said that's it we're going to ban pretty much everything all is, handguns is there like a uk equivalent of the nra i don't think there is, it's like asking is there any equivalent of um you know a particular mental home in the- <laughs> No, I'm just saying, is there like a pro-gun lobby yes, that just there, funnels cash there, to there, like the there Tories? There would be, yeah. There are some something. pretty nasty... They're all like BNP well, members or cons- something? The Conservatives um, are probably... The mainstream Conservative Party is probably as pro-gun control. Is there? A, I mean, it's not even gun control in England. Just guns are pretty much banned. Can you get a gun, though? I mean, can you apply for a permit and buy a gun I'm just for try hunting? It, see if I can not only get one, if I can shoot somebody. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yes, um, my uh, grandfather, sorry, my uncle has a, a shotgun, but it has to be locked away at all times, um, and the police can come and randomly check. Are there shooting ranges? He can go and do clay pigeon shooting with it. Um, you can go... Yes, there are shooting ranges. Um, I mean, personally, I love shooting. I love it, but I just don't think I should be allowed to own 
a gun in my house. So I don't have a problem with like handguns. I mean, you don't have a handgun, that's fine. If you pass a mental health check and a background evaluation and they deem you mentally fit to own a handgun, that's fine. I just don't think you need to own an AR-15. I mean... Like, why Why would you need that? I mean, I don't really understand that. I like, you know, a handgun can maybe kill seven people as opposed to 25, so... No, exactly. I mean, you can still I, kill, I, like, I, seven, I, I, but... I'm I going to say it and once and for all, and I, I, I sound serious here at the moment. <laughs> and I don't like it. And I'm sure I'll go on a gun spree afterwards just to make up for it. But I think there should be... I don't think anybody no anywhere guns. in the world should be allowed to own a, a gun. I think it's... Well. I think I think uh, you you should be able to shoot. I love shooting, and if video games aren't good enough for you, you should be able to go to a gun club where they're all locked oh, so away. So you can go rent a gun. Oh, I love shooting. You can't just own I one absolutely yourself. love shooting, but um, I don't think that, that in 2018 there is any need. There should be any allowance for legal ownership of guns. What about knives? Nope. <laughs> no knives either. Wow. <laughs> Well, to cut, yeah, no, you shouldn't allow to cook. You shouldn't be allowed to cook. You shouldn't be allowed to use not if only you, spoons. Now, how many you, people get stabbed by spoons a year? Oh, I mean, that's you know, to get rid of them too. But <laughs> if you want to slice up an onion, tough shit. Get one of those onion slicer things. You pay you, and, you that's, and that's all you got to use. No, yeah, I mean, I, no I, 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 my, 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 my view is, in all seriousness, is that uh, that that we are. It's it's the twenty first century, um, and uh, the, the Second Amendment just needs to be chucked in the book. Am I going to live on my way? <laughs> I was about to say, all the Americans right now are like, "Fuck this podcast." I'm on. Who is that Brit telling God you? But damn limeys. But it's just it's just absurd. <laughs> it's just absurd that people are still arguing that. Gun control, it, it, it will not help the, the gun. I mean, there are a lot of I, guns see, on the black market. I got us. Oh, in England, you could. No, no, no. In this country, there is a problem. Like, if you were to enact these rules. Oh, yeah. You, rules, here you, you could go. If they, you, cut, if they cut off guns, you'd be able to get yes, them. Yes, but like then what you, do, what you do is you simply ban the sale of ammunition. Mm, Once wow. you ban the, the but ammunition. But the problem is, there's too much. It's big business. And they make so yes, much money off of that, that, that. The is NRA it. gives so much money to these politicians. Yes. The guns are never going to go away. Well, the, I think what you need to do is you need to emphasize the control. Yes, guns. at the moment it's a step by step process in America, and I realize but, that yeah. somebody saying ban all guns is just is just not going to have well, any credence whatsoever. In this but country. what the Parkland kids are doing, which is which is good, is that they're they're bringing attention to the fact that this is absurd that it's preposterous what's been going on well, and that the one thing i love about it well i don't know if i love about it but it's a little bit of a i do find it very fascinating is every time there's like a massacre that's worse than the previous massacre it's like they go shoot up an elementary school then they go to like a, a concert in las vegas and mm. kill like 500 people whatever i just love watching the nra try to justify it and tiptoe around to try to justify their existence yeah. i love it i well, love seeing dana loesch up there i love seeing rush limbaugh well it's not about the guns it's a mental health issue well wow, i mean the best wow. one was charlton heston when he was alive he would come onto bbc Another radio almost to like clockwork whenever there was a mass shooting somehow he would always call the bbc in london and he would come on in, in the morning i always remember and it's like and we now have charlton heston on the phone he's like what what the fuck <laughs> why, charlton heston? why is he calling and he would come on and well, he, he, was the he was the, he was the head yeah. of the nra and he yeah. would just say the most yeah this is a guy who could do shakespeare a, a, a fantastic thespian but he would come on and say the most 
just inane, inane, uneducated. He sounded like somebody who just come out of a swamp. You know, he he just which should have been drained. That's a big listener base for us. Okay, the swamp (laughs) listeners. Quit Um, alienating our audience. And he would say, he would say, you know, and then they would say to him, "Well, are you?" Probable, you know, he would. He just got caught out every time. It was embarrassing, um, but he would just say, "Yeah, you know, uh, had somebody been there with a gun, then this would not have happened." And maybe you English, you know, with all your your multiculturalism, <laughs> should have a thought about that. You know, I mean, I wonder if these people actually believe what they're saying. Or I think we should give the lifestyle to the preschool teachers. Yeah, I That's think everybody. Yeah. In fact, I changed my mind. I think everybody should be armed. <laughs> should be armed I think the there should be some way, actually, that you can, um, you know, you can do like genetic, uh, uh, you can make your baby. Oh, into you mean like bio biohacking or something? That, where it's that, like the baby comes out with a holster <laughs> and, a, and a little mini derringer or something, you know. But anyway, thank you there for the non-shit story. We have another call here about uh, clubbing in Wales. Have you ever gone <laughs> clubbing in Wales? I have. Uh, you have? After an England game. Whoa. I we played imagine. them. See, England um, can play Wales. So. Did, did you beat Wales? Of course. So are there Welsh hooligans? Yeah. What's ironic is, is that um, in uh, France, when England, Wales and Russia are in the same group, you'd never see this normally, was that the Russians attacked both the English and the Welsh. And I've never seen anything like it. The English and the Welsh came together to stand up against the Russians. And they were running around Paris singing, we're England and Wales, we're England and Wales. <laughs> Fuck off, Russia. We're England and Wales. And it, well, I must say, it gave me a lot of pride that. Yeah, you know, I was about so. to say. Yeah, yeah, right. Who, uh, what would you rather shag, a northern bird or a Welsh slag? Uh, who's got the bigger tits? No, I'm saying if you had to choose, just in general. If they looked exactly the same. No, who would be more attractive? You know, I, I do up to Leeds quite a lot. And there are, uh, as, you, as you know well, and there's some very, very beautiful girls out there. But then, you know, you've got Catherine Zeta-Jones. Is she, oh, she's Welsh, Wales. right? Yeah. You've got... Wales is, like, full of not that great-looking women, but there would this suddenly be this collection of absolutely stunning... Who's the other one, the uh, singer? Um, fantastic. Lady Sovereign. Who's the other one, the singer? <laughs> Lily Allen. No, she's not Welsh. Oh, yeah, she's, she's Londoner. Welsh, yeah, okay. um, um, I can't remember her name, but she's absolutely stunning. You know, mm. is she um, a Welsh bird? She's a Welsh bird. So there are, you know, would it's that, a okay. tough call. Let, let's just say you're their going to the club. Are, you're going to do some ecstasy. Would you mm. rather go clubbing in Wales? Or would you rather go clubbing in Northern England? Probably Wales. Probably Wales because it's um, two hours less on the train. Mm, all right, that makes sense. So here's this guy uh, went clubbing in Wales. What's happening, boys? Alec here from uh, Swansea, South Wales. Long-time listener. Thanks to my buddy Dorian introducing me a few years ago. Uh, you've been complaining real, a little while about, you know, not many phone calls, so I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just call in. Like, uh, never called in before. Did send an email once when uh, Lance was back on in the day. Uh, it was about American culture and um, sort of how us Brits or whoever don't really get the language. Well, the fuck my mother language. I'm steaming. Uh, the culture out there basically and I was sort of out there on my honeymoon and this guy was like, this black dude was like, yeah, hey man, here's a CD and they're all like giving away CDs well I thought they were giving away CDs but it turns out they want some coin for it and I was like, oh, cheers fella, so I sort of grabbed it and walked yes, off and, I, um, I remember this. yeah, he was like, show me some love and I thought, fuck, does he, does he want a hug or something I was like, but yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day he just wanted money didn't he? but I didn't get that shit so yeah, sent an email in about that 
Uh, no, I totally remember this. This guy was like in San Francisco or he's in uh, LA. You know how those dudes are like usually Give just have a CDs. bunch of their CDs yeah. and it's like, hey, you want a CD? Yeah. You just walk by them and say, no thanks. Yeah. Because if you take one, you take they, they want you they to, want love. yeah, they want money. Yeah. And when they say love, they want like five bucks or something for well, their you, shitty CD. You know what I do is a very easy way around this, which is that, yes, I will give you a dollar if you just give me the box, but take the CD out. <laughs> Why would you want the box? Well, it confuses them. It, just, it, <laughs> it doesn't acknowledge them as a talent. I just like at the this same Welsh time bloke. it gives them money, so they give puts them into a bit of a spin. And that would that would confuse. Well, you me. can also prove that they haven't done anything worthwhile because if they take the money that easily, they're like, "Yeah, fuck it." I just like this Welsh bloke. Saying, you want a hug, mate? Let me give you a hug. No, we're not just like this that. Random guy. I mean, street. we Brits, the Welsh, no, we're not like that. Thank God. Anyway, last week you were talking about uh, hallucinogenic uh, drugs, and I uh, just thought I'd phone in because one night I went out clubbing as I did back in the day, and um, took like six pills throughout the six evening. Six pills. Um, Aspirin. Went man. back to my mate's house, and he was like, "Oh, you know, we should have a little have a bit of weed. It'll calm me down. You know, it it sort of uh, helps you on the come down." So I'm like, "Yeah, sound." Uh, sort of about half hour later, might have been sooner. I got stuck in a force field. Um, I was like. A force field? His doorway into his kitchen, and I literally got stuck in the doorway. My left and right knee were swaying left and right, and my arms <laughs> were doing a perfect circle, my forearms, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And so, you know, it's, it's one thing when you go and take mushrooms or something, and then, you know, you expect it. But when you don't expect to be hallucinated, that's a fucking scary time. And I was just telling my mate in a high-pitched voice, Len... Len, call my mother, tell her I'm never coming home again. I'm going to have to live with Dan. I'm going to have to live with Dan. So that's what happened here. Yeah, I got stuck in a force field. Uh, that's that's got to be the, the, the worst people to trip with, is the people that freak out like that. Oh, it's horrible. Well, it ruins your trip, doesn't uh, well, it? Yeah, because you got to deal with it. But usually if it's a mate, I'll just fucking, I'll be like, I'm out of here. Well, but if it's like my bird... And I trip with my bird. I'm responsible. Yeah, this, I gotta deal with that. That's it. just just awful. It's awful, the worst awful. scenario. Yeah, I mean, I think um, isn't there something you can immediately inject? Like you can just uh, <laughs> to get like them out Pulp of Fiction it. or something. Just, yeah, yeah, no, no, there is. You yeah, just slap them too. and just spit in their I face. I want to say sodium pentothal, but that's... with excess. This guy. The, the thing is, with this guy, he probably back like 15 years ago, he could handle six pills of E. But it's like now he's like 40 years old and he's like, I'm going to go party with the boys out in the club. And he pops six pills of E and freaks, loses his fucking mind. You know? Maybe. Maybe. I think some, some people get, don't they become more experienced with it after well, a while? But it they? sounds like he hadn't done it in a long time. And nah. I think that's what happens. It's like, you know, 15 years ago, yeah, you probably could handle yeah. that. But you haven't been doing ecstasy yeah. in 15 years. Shit, get like the potency is higher. Well, it's like you know, your body hasn't as it yeah. doesn't have an immunity to it anymore. There's a lot of sheep to shag in Wales. That's oh, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, Dolly, that's know, probably why they do so much E out there, <laughs> numbs it, make the sheep that much more attractive. Yeah, and they you know? don't just give it to the sheep either. <laughs> um, it, it was worrying, but anyway, uh, I'd just like to finish off by saying, uh, you know, thank you, boys. Love the show. Been listening to it for years. I did have a dry spell when sort of Lance left, but you know nothing to do with Harrison whatsoever. Because I've learned to absolutely adore Harrison. It was just uh, a time in my life where, for some reason, I didn't listen for about a year. But back on it now. Shout out to Dirty Sid, fellow Welsh boy, even though Newport's a fucking shit hole. All right, who knows it? And a shout out to Dorian for introducing me to the show years ago. Love you both. Have a good day.
Well, thanks, Sarah, for coming back. Coming back and listening to the show again. I'm amazed you can understand good. a bloody word he said. I, I, no, need I my... don't have a problem with the Welsh accent. There's this guy, Dirty Sid, that calls in. Love this guy. He calls in, and uh, I just think his accent, I think it's, uh, I think it's brilliant. I like it. I like that. I like that. I, I and where's he mind from? Me. West Hollywood? He's somewhere in ways. One of the Welsh people. Ah, doesn't bother the me. The Celts. They're, they're a good stock, they are. They I know how to fight. I've never been to Wales. A do you think it's a place that, like, if I go to, if I go all the way to the yeah. UK, do you think I should spend the time to go all the way to Wales? Oh, I think so. I think Wales is uh, gets a bad rap. North Wales is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, on the northern coast up there. it's. Uh, what do the sheep look like up there? Oh, fantastic. They oh, wear fantastic. lipstick. They got, oh, you know, like lingerie. Shapely, shapely yeah, haunches. Yeah, they do uh, <laughs> earrings. You know, they've got that uh, 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 enigmatic come hither smile. You know, oh, yeah. It's, uh, smile, you know, yeah. It's, oh, very good, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah well, How often do you ever go there? When England play there, I go to Wales. Oh, you go to Wales? I went there for the Olympics, actually, because even though it was the London Olympics, the um, football tournament, which is the only time Great Britain competed as Great Britain, in the Olympics. Was it Olympics? It was a nightmare to try and get all the associations to agree to compete. So it was a super team of Great Britain that got knocked out by South Korea in the <laughs> moment. Yeah, and I was at that game. That was in, in Wales. So wait, when the, when the English uh, soccer team goes and plays in Wales, mm. are there, is there a massive rivalry? Or do you think it's more of like... Yeah, uh, when we played them, uh, we got them in a qualifying group. Sometimes you get Wales in a qualifying group or Scotland in a qualifying group. It's the luck of the draw. Um, and yes, we went there, we beat them actually, but So did you hang hostile. out afterwards? Like yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. And you know what? A guy said it really well. I, li- I do like the Welsh actually, because he said, you know what? We hated you for two hours there, but now we're having a beer with you. Which is, oh, okay. which is that's you know, good. that's good. Well, I mean, you see it in, in in the old days. You know, you would get Chelsea and Tottenham beat living shit out of each other, smash each other's pubs up, and they may be related. They might be brothers and cousins, and they'll go home and have their tea together afterwards. <laughs> and what my favorite never story, understood you. My English. favorite was is that you know if it's going on in the streets and there's a little old lady coming to cross the street, they'll all stop. They'll they'll, 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 they'll stop they'll help the fighting. Her, they'll help her across the road until she's out of danger and then they'll just resume <laughs> sort of the earth what about like in scotland or ireland yeah, is oh, it yeah. Worse well, rangers there? rangers celtic is probably the most fearsome rival in in world football because it's religious it's catholic protestant oh, as yeah, well yeah, so yeah. they they sense. are about as i mean people talk about what is the most deadly rivalry in real madrid barcelona which was played today actually um there are some in argentina but i, I would maintain probably for deep-seated Traditional hatred, hatred yeah. is Rangers Celtic. Oh, okay. And I urge you to look up some of the. I'll have to, good I'll have to check this yeah. out. Maybe but England Scotland is up maybe there. Maybe on YouTube. I'll do YouTube search. Watch some battles. There's some good ones. Yeah. 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 All right. The last call we have here is a guy who uh, just went through a pretty uh, terrible breakup. Oh. It's not me, is it? Mm. We'll see. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm just calling in. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was uh, Harrison. Talking about how, uh, or maybe it was D, was uh, talking about um, getting dumped for a magician. Harrison. Like a Harris- similar set of circumstances. Yeah, Harrison got dumped for a magician. That's just all oh. sorts of lines come to uh, my head. You know, he said he'd rather get dumped for a guy that's like a clown doing balloon animals than a magician. He hates magicians. I mean, how many jokes could you just make out of this right now? You know, what, I, did he make I was disappear? making a lot of jokes. You know, was his but, wand uh, bigger than <laughs> what came out he, of that hat? Oh, he gets so mad about it. 
Like he hates the magic castle. He just hates magicians. Our friend Danny took lessons at the magic castle. It wasn't I Danny, was it? That. Yeah. No, I could. I mean, no, I'm surprised that I'm surprised it wasn't. Um, Poor yeah, bugger. Dan, Danny makes a lot of cocks disappear. That's well, for we- sure. <laughs> <laughs> like black cocks disappear in a second. Was it a black fella? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe there a black magician. black magicians. Yeah. Well, black I magic. Know, I don't know any black magicians. Um, I'm not gonna go down that road, but. <laughs> But there but yeah, are so, so anyway, many jokes. There Harrison so was jokes. Harrison was livid. He hates magicians. Was it sleight of hand or was it more? <laughs> Maybe that's happened that. me over this uh, last summer. Uh, I haven't really talked to anybody about it, so I'm kind of breaking the silence here. Hashtag we me can too. Help, we can help you out with that. Well, uh, I've seen this girl for a while, and then uh, go on a business trip for my work. You know, as I do, you know, about once a month or so, and that's when she. Uh, decides to text me and drop the bombshell that she's been seeing this uh this trans girl behind my back for a little while so this what's a little trans girl whoa i'd be fucking i'd take that as a compliment <laughs> wait you would take it as a compliment that she just started go having sex with a woman instead of you like she like you led her to lesbianism well i wouldn't look at it like that i would think of it as i would be leading her to lesbianism to lead me back in there because I would hope to manipulate my way back. We see what you're doing. I give some good advice to him. Is you accept it? You say, you know, I, I find that so mature of you. You you've showed a very very fine rainbow of a personality that you are. <laughs> Y'all up for scissoring? And uh, do you fancy a threesome? <laughs> I think she probably was just like, oh my god, the sex with him is so awful. I'd rather just scissor you. That's another way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, that could be. But I would be, you know, he should definitely there, go with my, my, you know, I think to try he should and try understand to, it to listen when life gives you lemons, understand, you know? pull on that first attraction they must have had at some time and say, you know what, I think you're showing a level of maturity that many women, women wouldn't have seen. And I understand I have to go now, but if there's ever anything you want from me, I'm here for you. He'd be back in there like faster than shit through a goose. (laughs) Shit through an Olympic runner. Olympic athlete. (laughs) Very good. Indignant, a little pissed off, but uh, that's why the good Lord invented hotel bars. So, Uh, you know, do my stuff for work and everything, come back. And then, you know, it's not until I'm back from the business trip that I realize how fucked up the whole situation is. So, uh, you know, I'm doing that thing where, you know, that you know, it's not really a healthy uh, coping mechanism, but uh, you know, I'm just I'm just in that rage where I'm like, well, I'm gonna do some light stalking here. I'm gonna you know check out their Ooh, social media. I'm gonna see what they're doing. I'm gonna idea. see if they mention no, me. I commend him. So there wasn't much mention of me. Well, you well, you do the stalking after you. No, break I commend up. him doing it because it gives our radio show. Like no, this, well, no, yeah, it definitely show. gives us some material if here. If all the stalkers I... in the world suddenly disappeared right now, would the world be a better place? No, definitely not. I mean, well, well, the world might be a better place, but we wouldn't have as much interesting fodder. I mean, to there is a lot of show. unthreatening, unviolent stalking that goes along. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's ever a good idea after you go through a breakup to go on that person's social media and just to see. Well, I wonder what they're up to. Because if it's your, if it's a girl, she's probably having sex with someone else because it's a lot easier for women to get laid, and that person's probably wealthier than you, and uh, you know, probably better hung. You know, and you're just going to find out something you don't want to see. You're jumping to a lot of conclusions there, mate. Is there something we should know? Well, I'm just saying, in my experience, whenever I've gone on social media just to see what my ex has been up to, 
I tend to drink a lot afterwards. So I think it's a bad idea. I you think know, it's better to leave you know, it alone. Where on Facebook you can target individual friends. So the posts that she is putting on there could be deliberately targeted. Oh, it could go right you know that? Yeah, yeah. I can like, put can... on Facebook now. I can put, um, I can show myself, you know, in bejeweled splendor in my in my pool of gold of ass's milk or ass milk or whatever ass Target. milk what kind of ass milk I, what have you put in this beer <laughs> and i can target it to whoever fucking uh, uh katie i don't have an ex called katie but <laughs> you can target you can put the people you want to see it oh and i are love you, are you saying that. to the people who you can block you can block everybody except you can oh, target that- certain friends and my God, do I have fun with it. Um, ah, you're going to have to show me this. I don't think I know how to do what this. What you do is, is, is you put one on there saying, unfortunately, Lee Bassanava passed away uh, uh, yesterday. Um, he, he, he was left by loving friends. But his last words were something like, and then you name the person that you're targeting on there saying that. Oh, so then they would see it. They would see it. Nobody else would. Oh, that is clever. It's like, but they don't know it, obviously. Oh, so do they get notifications? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing. Uh, the other thing, too, about social media, people are able to monitor it. We've told too many people this now. I didn't realize I know, you're just letting like, people in on a secret here, like a stalking secret. <laughs> you have to go back in time and edit that out. No, but what I'm saying is I'm always nervous about social media because there's ways they can check who's visited their page and who's seen and what, what you've liked. And I just don't want to give my ex satisfaction that I'm that concerned about their life. I think it's better just to cut it off and just not think about them anymore, well, especially in a situation like this. All you need to do is think of the things that she would hate to see you find something. Because no doubt she would have said, I just want you to be happy which means I want you to suffer yeah, I want miserably. You to suffer miserably so yeah. think, get into the back of your mind the things that you really do remember that would annoy her about your being successful. Target her on your face. This is terrible stuff. Yeah, you, know, you know what you should do? Hire a 24-year-old hooker. Go out to bar, take a bunch of selfies, exactly. post them on the page and tag only her. Only for her. Yeah, and tag her. That's and tag it. her and well. Target only there for her. That's the, yeah. that's the way yeah. it works. Show yourself in a brothel in... Uh, in the Arabian desert with, uh, you've been a 20, 20 year old. Just, yeah. Uh, like a full on harem. You know, That's uh, what you a mean. harem, right. Yeah. And then simply put, um, which friends would you like to see this and put? Man, tag around that. That's how you do it. We'll see how um, good her stuff looks. That's all right. Uh, was checking out, uh, the girl's Tumblr and, uh, she'd been talking back and forth with the, uh, with the trans girl in question. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what's going on with this this girl here. See what you know, why she decided to go with her instead of me. So, check out her page. And uh, this girl runs an uh, ABDL uh, adult baby diaper lover fetish blog, Ooh. and uh, you know the entire blog is just filled with that. Cover photo is a oh, picture of what I assume is this girl's ass in a diaper, and you know, uh, I just. It was cathartic, you know. I've never, Sounds I've never like gone from just rage to like just elation so quickly. Like it was just, it was, it was so funny. I couldn't even be upset. <laughs> like, well, you know, it's what you decide is best for you. You know, all the power to you. You know, kind of makes me feel bad about myself a little bit uh, because you know you'd rather change a trans girl's shitty diaper than uh, be with me. But you know what? That's fine. You can, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's it, it's hard to. 
to wipe the smile off my face when I think about <laughs> wipe it. Wipe so the smile. I'm, I'm all right with the situation. It, uh, <laughs> it was about the quickest I ever went from just like being enraged over a situation to just not being able to stop laughing at it. So, anyways, love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Right, mate. I want to know his name. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I thought we'll get up. Well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm standing up now. I'm standing up and I'm saluting. Yeah, I'm applauding this guy. You know, if, if he was in the military right now, I would, I would, you know, I would march up and down the square in deference to this. <laughs> what, well, a cur- what a courageous, uh, 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 good-natured fella. And who would not be glad? That's the best breakup you're ever going to get. Well, that's, that's the thing. That's got to be satisfying. Because it's like you, you, you go on social media. Oh, I'd be wearing a and diaper right like, now if I were him. <laughs> so wait, she's cleaning up diapers right now. That's Man, amazing. Unless he can trace back something in their relationship that would make him think that she would turn to diapers. I mean, that's a question for him. Yeah, obviously. that's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering at what point... Did she decide, like, I would rather clean up a trans girl's ass than have sex with you? Like, I wonder where the I diaper mean, fetish came in. So, or if she always had it. You that know? is so priceless. That is yes. so priceless, a story that we need to do more than just to listen to it. We need to learn. Do a deep dive. We need to, we need to take inspiration for it. I think, <laughs> I think careers could begin from listening to that. I don't know in what, but they could begin from listening to that kind of, that kind of, inspiration and, and I got I got to say though, that's well so I was warning you like you don't want to go do social media stalking after the fact cuz you're going to find something out that you don't want to know mm. however this is the best case scenario cuz if I got into that where I'm like she's doing this now I would probably be laughing too the, the weird thing though is is that you dodged a bullet mate you, you say you find all that stuff out but I never what I find is that these harlots they're so secretive that you don't find out what you don't doing. see who they're dating no they're very very unless they since they've broken up with me there's no point living anymore <laughs> i'm and sure they, they break they, up with they, you and now they're dating the last some kind relationship of, they're dating some kind of dwarf or something I mean, there, I, I've would you a, be upset if they're like dating a dwarf oh apps well in what well because i was so small that <laughs> That you the dwarf what? is larger. I'm, th- I'm thinking aloud here, and I'm, my first reaction was, oh, "That's great." I mean, I, I, I but the, my second reaction is that, "Oh my god, I've severely messed with this woman's mind." That you know, she's- I, what if you go on Facebook and you find out that she's she's actually, and this is a bird that you liked a lot, like you dated her for a few years, yeah. you're thinking about you like proposing to yeah. her, and she breaks it off with you, and you find out now she's dating Rowan Atkinson. Oh, I, I would be absolutely delighted <laughs> absolutely <laughs> delighted You're like my twin because in that situation you know every girl has a horrific friend who would love to fuck her boyfriend just to get at her the best friend mm. and they, they they're all you know, women i do not care do you have women listeners at all <laughs> I think there's two. Right, okay. There's one or okay. two out there. Um, it, 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 you know it. You know that as much as you would conceal this, given the opportunity to have your perfect girlfriend's ego destroyed because you fuck their boyfriend just once. Even their once, ex-boyfriend. It's like I it's... could be that Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> you would think it would be a double... It would be a brilliant... It would be a brilliant sort of espionage-like... 
double bluff, double agent work. I, so I can you, see their so work. I would, I would get a shag, which is the most important thing. <laughs> they would think they were shagging Rowan Atkinson, but then later when it was too late and I was far gone, Rowan Atkinson would say, I was in London that night. It's impossible. But see, that's a, maybe that's what that's you should do. You should put up a being... you should put up an ad being like, "You want to get revenge on your ex? Shag a Rowan Atkinson lookalike." It's almost perfect. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like you got the better in the deal, man. I mean, now it's like your girlfriend's into into diapers, into oh, diaper listen, sex. Mate, I, I, you know, I want to buy wow. him a beer. I don't want to yeah. shake his hand, but I do want to buy him buy him a beer. So yeah, I'm I'm saluting him too. I'd give him a beer as well. I'd buy him a beer as well. That's, I'm going to send him some. That's pampers. amazing. <laughs> Some baby powder or something. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Johnson & Johnson, very good. Anyway, people call Sicker on Hotline 323-522-4032. As always, best way to support the show is become a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong, subscribe, and uh, you can access like over 150 posts of bonus content. We do one extra story. We do two extra phone calls. And this week, I actually posted like five more photos from like the gayest photo shoot of all time. Me and Wackerly, like five years ago, went to a JCPenney's and uh, I told the woman, this is in San Francisco, I told the woman that we were engaged, me and Wackerly, my, my uh, the previous co-host, and we were wearing sweaters and we had like a 40 of like high life or whatever. And she went off. She was just, she thought it was like the most romantic thing. So she was having us do all these posts. It's the gayest photo shoot of all time. And we only sent out like three photos, like published three photos to the public. But so I had like 20 photos taken. So on the Patreon page, if you're a subscriber, you can access all of these, uh, these photos, all the extra ones. And yeah, they're... So you've basically just said that um, the most embarrassing, humiliating photographs that you took, they're accessible. I'm not embarrassed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed by them. The, the thing that's the most brilliant by it is I, I don't photograph well. I ruin every picture I'm in. I just, I don't know how Dave, to do I won't it properly. Have that. I won't have that. I, I'm not I'm terrible at photos. Wackerly, he's just a natural. The guy's just like smile. I mean, he hated every second of it because he hated doing anything that had to do with the podcast. Like if it didn't involve drinking, he hated it. And so we go there and he just hated the whole experience. But he just, you look at him, he's like smiling. It's like he's a natural. He's a so, natural. So you've got that sort of Bill Clinton thing where if you take a photograph of him, he's just like, uh, but the minute he walks into a room, apparently would suck out the air, right? No, it's wackily, as soon as he walks in the room, he's just scowling. And if he, maybe if he has a drink, he's happy. But he was like this thing. But he's photogenic. Oh, he's very photogenic. Well, that's my point. Yeah. But, but, but you, on the oh, other I'm hand, not. maybe, that's what I'm saying. You may have that Bill Clinton quality. Like, you ever see Bill Clinton's photo taken? good on photos. Yeah, it's nothing. But when he walks into very a room. Very charismatic individual. Women say they feel the air has been sucked out of the room. I remember one, uh, one woman in England said that she watched uh, him make a speech and said that she needed a cigarette afterwards. So, wow. you know, yeah. So, I don't think saying, I have that effect. I don't really know why I've gone to Bill Clinton, but I take it as a compliment. I think usually they, they need like a, uh, like a paper towel to wipe the vomit from their lips after I speak. Or but, some diapers. Yeah, or some diapers. <laughs> but anyway, go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Subscribe today. We appreciate it. Also, you can buy some Sick and Wrong merch at the Redbubble store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Just click on the picture of the Pope. Finally here, Sigurong's song of the week came in from Kitty. Uh, she said, D, your mama's on crack rock. And you know, I love old school hip hop. I'm a big fan of old school hip hop. You ever listen to K-Day? It's like 93.5. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, the radio station. It's a radio station here, and they only play old school hip hop. 
I love it mainly because they they uh, beep out like the most ridiculous terms. Like they'll beep out the word "ho," <laughs> you know, but so it's like you listen to like a Snoop Dogg song, like uh, um, "Ain't No Fun Unless the Homies Get Some." You know that song, "Ain't No Fun." It's like almost every word is just like beeped out. So basically, it's a hip hop uh, a station that bleeps out every offensive word. Is that right? Yes. So it sounds like basically a 1930s broken record. Kind of, yeah. It's like it's almost skimpy, but they don't beep it out. They, it's just, it's not like a beep. It's just like they basically just remove that word. So it's like a pause. So each song is about three seconds long then. <laughs> well, they, they play the whole song. It's just, and you fill in the words yourself because you know these songs so well. So you're like, ain't no fun unless my homies, you know, like, you know, they, like there's a, there's a line in that where Snoop Dogg's like, guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a big, with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth. It's like, if you listen to it on K-Day, it's like, guess who's back in the house with a, for your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't make sense. Record, yeah. But anyway, this song I'd never heard before. And it's, it's rather amazing. Uh, the, it's by the dogs. The band's called the dogs. The song is called crack rock and it came out in 1991 and they were a uh, yeah in the early '90s hip hop group consisting of Disco Rick, Keith Bell, and LeBrant Dennis and Fergus Cracked Up Smith. And they're they're best known for their hit single Crack Rock that had the chorus "Yo Mama's on Crack Rock," and it's it's an amazing song, people. It's, it's amazing. And a little little uh, factoid here: the group officially disbanded in 1966 when LeBrant Dennis was arrested for the murder of his ex girlfriend and her lover who is a linebacker for the University of Miami football team. So he just went and he shot them both. And 66. So, uh, uh, this is 1996. 90, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, 96, he was arrested for murdering uh, these two people. 66, England won the World Cup. You've still got that in your... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the anyway. double murders. He was convicted of d- double murders in 1998, sentenced to death in 99, still remains on death row. I wonder how many people in prison are like, love that song. Your mom's on crack rock. It's got a great chorus. So uh, thank you, uh, Kitty, for saying that. Are in. we going to end it? the show? Yeah, we're going to end the show with uh, with the dogs, Crack Rock. Lee, thanks for co-hosting the show tonight. People, you can check out Gadsby's England at facebook.com slash Gadsby's England. I'm looking forward to hearing some stories from your trip to Russia. You, you, You're going to have to come back. My lips will be sealed. I won't be coming back because, as you know, uh, political uh, opponents of Vladimir Putin fall off fifth floor. Floors. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. You should watch out for the nerve gas. Oh, that'll be I'll be swallowing that all day long bring it on <laughs> go limeys go limeys I hope you guys win it <laughs> be back next week with episode 634 until then take it sleazy